1: Nothing bad's happened, and I'm glad, but <laughs> I, I was going to do it last night, and then I forgot, I've been of all this stuff. And, uh, you know. uh, uh, well, I'm telling you, last not
2: this Christmas, the Christmas before. Yeah. The whole reason I moved, Christmas night, the yeah. pipes burst, flooded the apartment. Next night, the pipes burst and flooded the storage department, yeah. and everything was underwater.
1: Yeah, it that's, happens, that's man. It was a ball ballgame. Uh, Flounder, any, uh, any uh, pipe issues at your uh, place?
3: No, my power went out around 745, oh. or around 8 o'clock. And it
1: came back on around 10. Man, that's happened to you. I mean, what the hell's going on? Are you, are you Georgia Power little, or somebody else? I mean, else? the
3: apartment complex was built in the 90s, and it's near the trees and the river. So when ah. the wind
1: blows, I mean, it just oh, boy. goes to hell in a handbag. Yeah, so there you go. happens a lot. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, 305, how's it going? It's hump day, Wednesday. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Good to have you aboard till 6 o'clock. And here's our phone number. We love phone calls. 404-741-1230. 404 404- Seven four one one two three zero, and we got a billion things going on here, including the finger psycho test. Also, why people fled Europe? Pete, I found this story and your comment when you said this is why people left Europe in the World War, you know, in Our the nineteen thirties, and you know, people that came over. But there yeah, you go. We'll, we'll give you a good explanation as as to why. Also, uh, Donald Trump nearly got thrown out of court today, and frankly, <laughs> he was hoping for it. And we'll also talk about a link to his late mother-in-law, too, which is pretty, this judge, man, this has all got to be thrown. There's no way that a judge could make that decision on his own and just, well, I don't know, I I just don't believe any of it. Also, you're going to hear from Vivek Ramaswamy in a lengthy but very interesting telling and powerful and emotional message followed by another extremely emotional message with a slightly different taint to it. Well, I shouldn't say the taint, I guess. Yeah, that's probably not the right, <laughs> I meant, right t- phrase. I meant tint, <laughs> <laughs> or the right taint. Well, sometimes. Well, just <laughs> keep, don't stop talking. <laughs> sometimes an extra vowel gets in there by mistake. I'm telling you, there's too much information in my brain at this age. it's just it all gets wobbled around in there. It's like a, it's like wires getting all tangled on your Christmas lights. I think the medical term is perineum or something. <laughs> 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 uh, Oh, you know, mercy. you
2: know that I was an adult. Yeah, I was, it was ten years ago. I, somebody, one of my friends, said that in manuals one night. I go, "What the hell's a hey, tank?" Know it though, and they boy. all started laughing. Then they
1: explained. I had no idea what it was. Uh, but can we say? I guess we can. I mean, it's a thing. Probably I, should I, stop I'll, saying I'll it. never forget the time when I was watching Family Guy, <laughs> and little Stewie <laughs> was getting a bath from his mom, and he said, "Don't forget." The <laughs> 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 So I don't know. All right, 307. Uh, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, 404-741-1230. Okay, now, I've got a billion things. We'll talk about Donald Trump in the, in the trial. We'll talk about uh, Vivek. You'll hear some really interesting comments from him. Also, the judge in the uh, Daniel Penny trial. Daniel Penny's the ex-Marine, former Marine, on the subway platform in New York City last, what was it, last May or sometime, I believe. Uh, and he saved the crowd from a from a psychopath freak who's got mental problems, they've been arrested 40 times, including for assaulting people on the platform or the subway, and the Marine held him in a hold around his neck until the police got there, but then the guy died. Because, but, you know, they, they the judge refused to dismiss the case, even though there's no way... And I could prove it to you, and I could show you here in the freaking studio that there was never any intent to do anything. That Marine was a hero, not a freaking killer. And, and the black, it's all racial, because the Marine was white and the dead guy's black. And now they, you know, those slimy lawyers like Sharp Sharpden and those other scuzz bags are all claiming racism and he should be in prison for 30 years and those kinds. Honest to God. What, what have I been saying for 30 years? It's going to
2: get to the point. It doesn't, doesn't matter what a person of color is doing, what crime they're committing, yeah.
1: you cannot even look at them when they're doing That's it. That's right. Well, we'll talk about uh, the Fulton County floozy, uh, Fannie Willis, uh, the uh, pounding prosecutor, the perpendicular pounding prosecutor. <laughs> I like County. big bucks <laughs> and I cannot lie. There you go. And now they're claiming that the complaints about her dealings are racist. I mean, I, I mean it's just they, they can't stop. Yeah. They can't stop. Also, Hunter Biden. Oh, gee, what a surprise. The pouch he carried his gun in illegally also had cocaine in it. <laughs> yeah. So that's in court today. And so, uh, so, Oh, also, uh, Miranda Devine. I love this girl. She found out from the court filings that now officially the Department of Justice has actually said that the Hunter Biden laptop is now real. <gasps> oh, I know. I know. I can't believe it. I thought it was all fake the whole time. Russian. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of fakes. Oh yeah, I just we got we got a couple of really interesting media stories here. One including the you'll hear the 911 call about former uh, defense contractor uh, the Sec- Defe- Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and and the 911 call about him how they again this administration remember <coughs> President crime family would come out from his cave in his basement and say uh, two things. We're going to be the most open and honest administration we've ever seen after what Donald Trump did with all his Nazi-like stuff. And secondly, I promise you this. In my admi- Remember he said this? He said more than once. In my administration, if you attack a member of this administration and show you're using your bullying tactics and you say nasty things about you are fired immediately. Remember that? Yep. Oh, my God. Well, we, that's uh, that's been a long way from being true. Also, so a media thing about the Texas border. If you haven't heard it, and you haven't because they aren't apologizing for the lies the media told about drowning people on the Mexican-Texas border and how, in fact, it was not the fault of the Texas National Guard at all, and they all been lying about it, and they're still lying about it. Also, speaking of the media, Rachel Maddow, and, uh, in case you missed it, defending why they refused to have... Refu- uh, CNN refused... Refuses to handle the story to cover the MSNBC and MSNBC uh, refuses to hear and have you hear the presidential comments. Former president who won the and they refuse to play his speech because they say, well, he usually lies. So we'll we'll tell you what we think is important. Yeah. Oh, God. State run uh, media. Unbelievable. Also, uh, the theory of why chicks uh, uh, leave after uh, a little while (laughs) because they're biatches. Uh, Well, that's one good reason. Gee, I guess it's kind of a chemical thing. I had no idea. What? Uh, I know. It has nothing to do with logic. No, no, not... No, it's just pure no. or, hormones. Yeah, or just, uh, you know... Huh. <laughs> it's, it's not, but when you point that yeah. out... I mean, if you say something, you can't say... <laughs> right, and by the way, one more thing, too. Uh, now, I know you haven't seen... I started watching Fargo. was on t- last no, night. No, I forgot last night. I only saw the first segment this morning, and I can't... I mean, I just... It's driving me nuts. This whole... This series is the... Weir- I, I'm driving me nuts. I, I won't talk about I'll it... We'll talk about you, it tomorrow. ...till you've seen it. Um, also, oh, 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 one newsy thing, and we'll start uh, the actual show... With our uh, finger test of whether we're a psycho or not. Uh, but uh, all day long, this uh, slime bags at the Pentagon. were talking about the Houthis attacking American ships and stuff. Well, in fact, the, the Pentagon guy is talking about now. John Kirby was just talking about it, they're doing it all afternoon. Uh, uh, let's not forget this. <laughs> President Trump had designated the Houthis. Is it Houthi or Houthis? Houthis? It's, it's who this attacking uh, us. whoever's attacking us. Uh, had designated <laughs> these people as... Dema- as a, a foreign terrorist yeah. organization, President showers with daughter took it off. Mm-hmm. The designation of a terrorist organization. Today, the news started reporting that they're putting it back on, but that's not true. This is very important to understand how this administration again the secret private administrations working doing it again. Great example of their non uh, non openness today. They are not. Once again, designating the Houthis as a terrorist organization, but they are putting the Houthis on the list of terrorist organizations. But they're not—they're not designating it as a terrorist organization. This is the lighter way of saying, "Well, we're going to watch these people." But they still are refusing to do well, what Trump did when they took it off in the first place, four they, years ago. They've attacked a
2: U.S. warship. Yeah. What do they have
1: to do to I, get I, on that list? I don't list? get it. I don't get it. No, it's on the list, but they're not being called a terrorist organization. There's linked. It's a linking list. What is that? I, I know. I'm telling you, this is our administration. The adults are in charge. This is what they do. This this secretive censoring organization running our country now, I mean, it's right there. They should be called
2: the Who-Dats. I know. Who-Dats. Who-Dat, man.
1: Uh, It's uh, 313 with the camera Pete, and Flounder. All right, coming up, the finger test of whether or not you got psycho tendencies. You owe me an apology. No, no, I deliberately stalled it off. (laughs) Old old Scuzzface over here said, well, you know, we're not going to do the whole thing. I wanted to do Vivek in his comments in the first segment. And Pete says, oh, no, you always goof around for the first segment. We never do newsy stuff in the first segment. Flounder. I said, yeah, but I wanted to play it again a couple times later on. And if I do it too late, then I won't be able to play it again. He he
2: wanted to do not one, not two, but three. Serious subjects, including Vivek, yeah. and the thing after Vivek in the first segment. Yeah. I said you'd never get to any of that. I always, and He said he would. I always get to. Who's it. right about?
3: Well, it? you. I mean, in peace defense, you want to tease it and then get right. to it at some point. Right. So you don't want to do it all right then and there. Right. Well, and, and I up, said
2: you'll get off on a tangent. And what did you do? What's the first thing you talked about? The T word. I- <laughs> <laughs> and we got into it. Yeah, I'm actually looking at promos for that right now. So. No, you can't do that. So get permission. <laughs> Might want to ask. Yeah, the you uppers. better check. with <laughs> the bosses
1: on that one. Three fourteen with the Kimber Pete, and flounder. Stay tuned because Vivek's going to entertain you here, and so is somebody right after him with a Kimber Pete, and flounder. You don't want to miss it right there. <laughs> Kimmer Pete, and Flounder, 318, and Neil Diamond, one of the guys who was helped so much in his career by Don Kirshner. It was on this day in 2011, Don Kirshner, the music publisher, talent manager, and songwriter helped launch the careers of Neil Diamond, Bobby Darin, Carol King, Neil Sedaka, The Monkees, The Archies, and Kansas... Don Kirshner died on this day in oh. 2011 at the age of 76. Don Kirshner rock. He was all Ktel yeah. Records, right. That's right? I had that record, and that well, uh, he was hired by the producers of the Monkees to provide hit-worthy songs to accompany their TV show. Again, the Monkees monkeys were not singers; they were hired as actors. It was a TV show, and they said well, we're going to make you singers. And who was the writers? They Boyd, and they had two writers that wrote a lot of their stuff. Boyd and, and, and oh no, uh, the uh, the funny, the taller, skinnier one. Um, God, oh, God, now I can't remember, think of his name. Uh, Kirshner hired by the Monkees to uh, do hit-worthy songs for the TV show and, and served as a music consultant for almost two dozen TV series in the 60s and 70s. Don Kirshner. And here's Neil Diamond. Here, a little Rosie expert. Play it now. Play it now, play it now my baby. Cracklin' Rosie make me a smile. There we go. Rosie. Girl, I, used to, I used to sit in the dark... And listen to Neil Diamond album cuts. Not just sing, but album cuts and write poems.
2: Yeah. Do, do you have etchings, too, you want to no, show no. us?
1: No, no. I could even I even, I could even find them and bring them in one day and read, it, read them. Do it.
2: Read the poems to us. Boyce and no, Hart. They're,
1: they're too emotional. What's that? Boyce and Hart. Ah, there we go. Tommy Boyce and uh, I don't remember. Oh, Tommy Boyce. Bobby and, Hart. And Bobby Hart. I remember Tommy Boyce, yeah? Uh, let's see. So that's all. uh, uh Don so I can't point. wait to this poetry reading
2: we got coming. Well,
1: no, I shouldn't do it. I'll write too. some poems. No, in fact, Flounder, can, well, you should
2: write some poems too, and we'll do a poetry reading. Well,
1: I, but but I, I I wrote them to my daughters. I was going through a rather bad time back fifty years ago, and I wrote them to my daughters. And there was it was a story of uh, reaching the mountaintop and the things that are oh, like that and stuff. But like that. And I don't want to hear. And it. you don't want to I kind of a thing. But it's
2: you right. know what's coming up in March? Besides uh, our birthdays, what? Limericks.
1: Oh, is Limerick Month or something? We or
2: should what? have the Kimmer Annual oh Limerick Competition. We, we should do that. Let's we did, do yeah, it. we did that years ago. <laughs> yeah. On the podcast because we could do that's that. Right. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: some things we may yeah, no, uh, <laughs> Well, this ought to be amusing. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, you have two months to get your Limericks oh, yeah, that's ready. That's right. You got to start thinking about it. Uh, 320 with exactly the Exactly two months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Because it's the 17th. Yeah. Yeah. A quick birthday note, Kid Rock, 53 years old today. And uh, let's see, on our history list, it was on this day, 1975, Beretta, premiered on ABC, lasted only three years. Love that show. It starred a cockatoo named Fred and Robert Blake as New York undercover cop Tony Beretta. The theme song... You know, what? in fact, slounder, uh, slounder, <laughs>
4: slounder,
1: <laughs> um, could you get, uh, if, if you can get, I don't know if you get it off of YouTube or whatever, the theme song for Beretta, the TV show Beretta. You want some trivia uh, about Beretta? Uh, do you know who sang the theme song? No, I do not. Do you, offhand, do, uh, flounder, have even heard of Beretta, the TV show? You may be too I,
3: I think I've heard of it. But good
1: show. Yeah, it was, uh, it was hop, popular, it started in, in uh, 75, 70. yeah. 1975, and if you can, can you get the uh, theme song? Uh, here's but, the theme song to Beretta. The TV show started in 75, and see if you recognize who's singing it. The theme let me song. get
2: this ad he's out of the way. Of right? oh,
1: okay. oh, sorry, we're doing it for an ad.
2: It was based on a show called uh, Toma.
1: I remember Toma. Tony Missante
2: to, yeah, M- got into an argument about how much money, so they fired him and hired Brett and just changed the name. Yeah, I think that's a. I I,
1: I remember uh, Toma. And that was a good show. Yeah, that uh, was a good show, too. Uh, here's, a, here's Beretta, theme song. <laughs> 1975. Don't
5: go to bed with no price on your Sammy,
1: head. Sammy no. Davis Jr., you believe that? No. Don't do it. No. Don't do the crime if you can't do, do the time. The time. <laughs> Sammy Don't Davis it. Jr. sang the theme song. No. And by the way, <laughs> yeah, sway into the music, baby. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, Robert Blake was acquitted of murdering yeah. his second he wife. It. He did it. And he did it. He killed it. He did it. Um, also, he was a member of the Little Rascals. In the later years of it, he played a character named Mickey.
2: And he was an Indian boy, too, in some of the old Western yep, things. yeah. yep, yep. Uh, so he, he, had
1: a, he was a child star. He never even used his real name until uh, he was almost an adult, as I recall. A great a movie star.
2: that I saw as a kid on TV once, if you ever get a chance to watch it. It probably, probably doesn't hold up because it's a 70s type thing, yeah. like the Wild Riders, stuff like that. Yeah. Electra Glide in Blue. And he played a state trooper that they rode around in New Mexico or something huh. on their uh, motorcycles, the Electric lights. Really? Yeah,
1: the Harleys. And it was a pretty good, I'll be pretty damned. good movie. I'll be damned. Uh, 323. Uh, coming up, you're going uh, to... I'm, I'm, just a minute, I'm going to do a little test here for you. And then you're going to hear a couple of sound bites I think you might find interesting, including one that might be uh, moving and emotional and, and productive. But first, all right, look at your hands. Here's the deal. Researchers have analyzed the finger lengths of volunteers who have been diagnosed as psychiatric freakos, they wanted to determine whether psychop- uh, psychopathy, psych- psychopathy, psychopathy, psychopathy or psychopathy, psychopathy, whether psychopathy is biologically rooted. They 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 got a bunch of psychopaths, people who've been diagnosed with a psychiatric disorder. These are diagnosed schizophrenic, you know, killer type people, people whose index fingers are shorter. Than your ring finger are more likely to have a diagnosed psychiatric disorder. It's called the 2D to 4D ratio, a shorter index finger and a longer ring finger, known to be more commonly associated with dark triad trails and aggressive behavior. Dark triad traits, I'm trails, uh, dark triad traits, are highly socially discouraged attitudes, including Machiavellianism, narcissism, and psychop- psychopathy. I got one of those. <laughs> uh, they also, people with the uh, shorter index finger and the longer ring finger, also score high on mental toughness and sports performance. But also negative stuff like uh, psychological outcomes, including intolerance of uncertainty, anxiety, sensitivity, callous behavior, interpersonal manipulation, stuff like that. Tough guys, you know. Uh, and sure enough, <laughs> but Pete and I both have shorter index fingers than ring fingers. And Amanda. And Amanda. Well, well, she did a little <laughs> video thing today. Amanda's a commandante of our social media uh, group here at the thing. Uh, founder, uh, put your hand, are your, is your index finger shorter than your ring finger?
3: It uh, doesn't look like it. No.
1: Actually, yours looks longer. Yeah, it looks even or longer. Yeah, I think your index finger is longer than your wow, index Wow, look at
2: that. So you're, you're that
1: mentally f- stable. That's very that freaky. That can't be he's right. A, that can't be right. No, that's, <laughs> that's got to be way wrong. I, no, I must have too. misread this. I uh, There's no way. <laughs> because right now the majority the of us are sacros Founder's the normal one here? <laughs> oh, no. 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 All right, hold everything. All right, now uh, let's <laughs> do this now. Here, uh, This is really going to be cool. Um, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, Uh, he's now on the Donald Trump team, and he had a rally last night. And here is Vivek Ramaswamy with a uh, a, kind of a long soundbite, but I think you're going to find it interesting and entertaining as well as important. Vivek from last night with Donald Trump.
5: There is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here, and that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president, because we're not working with a lot of time here. If our kids are in high school, before we get this right, we don't have a country left. That's what it means. We've been celebrating our diversity and our differences for so long that we forgot all of the ways that we are the same as Americans, bound by that common set of ideals that set this country into motion. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. E pluribus unum, from many, one. And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. There are two genders in this country. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government in the United States, not four. We fight for the The truth. We stand up for the truth. That is what won us the American Revolution. A- anything wrong so far? No. Nope. That is what American exceptionalism <laughs> is all about. Well, that is what it. we Either are going to revive <laughs> to, yes, make America great again. We're coming back and winning this in a landslide. We will not stop until we get this job done. Thank you all. God bless you. And your
1: family. Vivek last night with Mm. Donald Trump. And by the way, we learned that he got his inspiration from a very important person that you may have heard of talking about what he also believes. Founder. I believe in rainbows and puppy dogs and fairy
6: tales. (laughs) And I believe in the family. Mom, dad, grandma. And Uncle Todd waves his penis. <laughs> and I believe in 8 of the 10 commandments. 8 of the 10. And I believe in going to church every Sunday unless there's a game on. And I believe that sex is one of the most beautiful, wholesome, and natural things money can buy. <laughs> the women can withhold. And I believe it's derogatory to refer to a woman's breasts as boobs, jugs, Winnebago's or golden bozos. And you should only refer to them as hooters. And I believe you should place a woman on a pedestal. High enough, so you can look up her dress. Yes. What do you believe? And I believe in equality. Equality for everyone, no matter how stupid they are, <laughs> or how much better I am than them. <laughs> say I'm crazy for believing this, but I believe that robots are stealing my luggage. <laughs> and I believe that Ronald Reagan can make this country what it once was, an Arctic region covered with ice. <laughs> and I believe that the only good laugh the laugh you get from a professional comedian (laughs) lastly i believe that of all the evils on this earth there is nothing worse than the music you're listening to right now
1: yes Yes. it's steve martin what I believe with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder on 1063. God bless America. God bless America. Whoopsie. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> How you you doing? Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder. 335. There we go. Okay. There we go. This would be John Lennon. This so, Mick Jagger with John Lennon. And uh, Mick Jagger, yes. On this day in 2003, a long-lost recording featuring John Lennon and Mick Jagger was set to spark a bidding war at a London auction. 2003, the Acetate record was recorded in 1974 with Mick Jagger singing the blues song, Too Many Cooks. And John Lennon was playing the guitar. I was wondering, I didn't sound like John Lennon. Uh, the track had never been released because the two artists were both signed to different record companies <laughs> back in '74, and so they, in 2003 they had a bidding war over. It. And I guess it was released eventually because we're playing it. Flounder found it, so there you go. A little historical thing there. A quick birthday note for uh, I'd say uh, 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 Zoe Deschanel, 44 years uh. old today talented. And Jessica Day on New Girl, Zoe sings with M Ward as the duo she and him. Mm-hmm. As an actress, Zoe is the cute gim- um Gimble's employee in Elf. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. She oh, yeah. she was very cute in cute. that. And the sister in Almost Famous. Oh, so that was a good movie. was with a Miranda what's her name, the girl from Fargo. Uh, Norman McNorman, what's her name? Uh, Mac- Norm. Norman. Norm Mac- McDonough? No, what's her name? Florence Flo, Flo. Oh, I hate this. F- F- M- Francis, McDormand. Francis McDormand. jeez. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> anyway, she was uh, almost famous in, uh, for the thing. Uh, and a Trillion in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. And anyway. the uh, goth chick in The Good Girl with Jennifer Aniston. And did she play one, a, a series also or, or not? Yeah, New Girl. She yeah, was a new girl, girl. Yeah, for the longest
2: right. time. And by the way, that she and him, they have a Christmas album that is wonderful.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoe Deschanel, 44 years old today. She does. She does Baby It's
2: Cold mm-hmm. Outside with the great, late Leon Redbone.
1: Oh, really? Now, isn't she married to some famous guy? Isn't is it John Krasinski or something? Oh, no, no that was that's, that's Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, that's right. Anyway, quick historical. note. kind of a double whammy here for you today. On this day in history, 1998, Matt Drudge leaked a suppressed story that Newsweek would not publish. And Matt Drudge got a hold of it and leaked it, the story that President Bill Scuzbag and the White House intern Monica Lewinsky were doing some bad things. That was in 1998. And also on that very day, this very day, in uh, 1998, Democrat hero, President Slimy Liar, skank-banging, uh, pervert, w- cheating Bill Clinton testified under oath in the Paula Jones case. Same day, 1998, the first American president to testify as a defendant in a criminal or civil trial. Paula Jones had described the presidential member was as crooked as he was. <laughs> By the way, kind of hard angle to the left here. Uh, it's, uh 338, how are you doing? Kimmer Pete and Flounder, here's the number, 404. 404- Seven four one twelve thirty seven four one one two three zero. What were you just telling me? A couple of quick updates. You remember offhand? Something well, don't
2: with... call me offhand. Oh, but...
1: thank you. Sorry, <laughs>
2: but uh,
1: update. Uh, we, we were just talking something in the news, and I was going couldn't oh, write uh, it down.
2: Uh, sad news that Warriors assistant uh, has died of a heart attack. That they—they oh, had they canceled really? the game over. He had a heart attack at a restaurant
1: in Salt Lake City. He's passed away. Huh. Uh, some newsy things here for you. The, 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 the Daniel Penny case, this really makes me infuriated. You'll recall last May, New York City subway platform, a freaky, freak, freak, black guy named Jordan Neely with a criminal record, a mile off, 40 arrests, and a known freak, psycho, violent guy terrorizing people on the, pl- on the subway platforms for p- perhaps years. Everybody knew him. They've all, they've all had problems with him. Well, the Marine veteran, we, they call him an ex-Marine, that's what he used to call named Daniel Penny, stepped forward to stop him from attacking the crowd. And he took him down to the ground and was holding him around the neck, uh, holding him for, like, many, several minutes, several minutes, and, well, because the guy was fighting him and everything else. And then eventually the guy passed out and then died from the time neck hold. They called it a, a, a murderous choke hold. And so Penny's attorney says we're confident that the jury, once they get this case, will protect the lives. Uh, he was protecting lives of fellow writers. will deliver just verdict. Today, what happened was a judge denied his motion to dismiss it. And the, the uh, black guy and his black lawyer are saying, uh, well, it was a big win for us. Uh, we need the judge to ignore the grand jury throwing the charges out. Didn't work. The criminal charges against Daniel Penny will move forward because the grand jury wanted nothing to do with it. In fact, there was a woman... Uh, who had done it? She, she didn't come forward publicly, but she describes herself as black. And she says, uh, Neely boarded the subway train that May, and that afternoon she rants, uh, he came, he said, I don't care if I have to kill a blank, I will go to jail, I'll take a bullet. And this lady who is black. Said it was self-defense all the way. I believe in my heart, he saved a lot of people that day. Daniel Penny saved a lot of people that day. Uh, the, the guy's erratic behavior was extremely threatening, and the, the Marine stepped in to defend the other passengers and himself. He was originally charged with second-degree manslaughter, and because now they're calling him a racist. And by the way. Uh, Penny, uh, 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 Daniel Penny is a former infantry squad leader and instructor in the Marines. He was deployed twice in 2017 and 2021 to war and he rejected accusations. His actions were racist because he happened to point out that most of the people on the train I was protecting were black. So it really hurts his feelings to be called a freaking racist. He was protecting black people. You dirty scumbag that says dirty stinking lawyer, the black guy lawyer. I don't even want to mention his stinking name. And by the way, I'll say this again, and I won't dwell on it, but I'm telling you, if you watch me on YouTube, I could show you right now. And now, again, I haven't been in the Marines in a very long time, over 50 years. But when I was, and I'll bet they're teaching the same thing, the Marine Corps will teach recruits at Paris Island. So this is the beginning stuff. This isn't long infantry training when I did, I did a camp with There's nothing. This is beginning training stuff for Marines. Learn how to kill a guy in less than two seconds with your bare hands. Hmm. And I could show you. And it's easy. I mean, you, you, have to do a, you have to do a sort of athletic event, but it's boom quick and it never fails. It was so dangerous that when they showed us how to do it, we had to do it on our knees with a partner to learn mm-hmm. how to do it, because if you did it standing up and he did it, the guy would be dead.
2: Is this demonstration as dangerous as the one we did that time where you raced at me with a knife in your hand <laughs> saying you could, you could cover Uh-oh, the space whatever. before I could shoot you? Do we you? still have
1: that video? Is that anywhere to be found? I think we I have it on know. video, don't and we? And you tripped and fell down oh my at God. my feet? Well, here's the deal. We were doing a story about, about cops <laughs> about, about cops defending themselves and somebody said... He stabbed uh, him, remember? He I, well, shot him. him. So he shot me to death. Shot <laughs> him in the back I, of the head. Yeah, but if, 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 <laughs> no, that, well, now we've got to explain the story. The story we were talking about a story story of it, it turns out that there's an actual measured distance they say that when a police officer has to defend himself there's really a, the area of about 12 feet as i recall is about a 12 foot distance if you are threatening a cop and you get to 12 feet he pretty much has to defend himself yeah he, he, he doesn't have any choice. And, by the way, also, if you're a police officer, if you're in law enforcement, you are also taught that if a guy comes after you with a knife, you go after him with a gun. You have to escalate to stop. You, you, can't, you can't match him. No. You, you, know, you have to do something to stop that level, which means you have to go one level above. Okay, That's just training. Just like the George Floyd case, those cops were doing the training, holding him down in exactly. that hole. They were doing what they were trained on video, which we have seen in a documentary. They got what he deserved. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. Okay, so Pete, we were doing a, we we're doing a thing, and I said was making the point, and and I think you were ragging me or something. So oh, wait, what twelve feet? You know, I said I said I can get to you in twelve feet in less than a second and a half. I could I within twelve feet I can prove to you. So let's go out in the hallway. So we went out in the hallway, and Pete's got a ruler. I think it's his knife. Well, I'm filming you. Well, yeah, and so, and I'm at the time I'm still wearing cowboy boots every day for some. You had the reason. knife in your hand. Yeah, I, I guess I had a, I was I, playing the cop. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's what it was. And so we got in the hallway, uh, and I got like twelve feet away. And so anyway, I said, "Okay, ready, set, go!" And I took about one step, and I tripped on my tripped. cowboy boots and went flying right on my face—a total headplant. He landed right. at my feet, feet <laughs> shooting and me like, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> 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 That was pretty funny. That was funny. <laughs> 12 feet, huh?
2: Well, not if you're wearing cowboy boots. you got one foot.
1: Like, <laughs> and wham! Right in my face. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, <laughs> Beginning of the end, right there. Good Lord. Anyway, uh, so that's uh, and again, the Daniel Penny thing. I promise you, there. Uh, this is nonsense. If he'd wanted to kill that guy, if he was intending to kill that guy, it would have been over in less than two seconds. Yeah. And I won't show you because it's dangerous, and, and and it works and I can in fact if you want me to show you I can show you in case it ever comes up where you need it I can I can show you how to do it and it's very nothing to it but I won't do it on the uh, publicly uh, 345 Kemper Pete. and again I'm no, I'm not claiming to be some big you know self-defense expert or something I a little uh, a little training and uh, you know a, a little uh, Indonesian salat but that's a whole other story uh, quarter of four with a kier Pete flounder on 1063 look at it uh, <laughs> That's right, baby, rock and roll there. Where weak, on your yeah, it was on this day, in
5: 1982,
1: blues singer-songwriter oh, on and piano player, Tommy girl. Tucker passed away at the age of 48. In 1982, Tommy Tucker was overcome by poisonous fumes while he was renovating the floors of his home in New York City. Tommy Tucker wrote the 1964 number eleven hit "High Heels Sneakers." Uh, the Stones so I think you're listening to.
2: It here. The Stones covered that song.
1: Yeah, I remember the Stones. Too. I remember the song. I don't remember Tommy Tucker's version. I remember the name. I don't remember him. I might have that one. Uh, "High Heel Sneakers" uh, by the Stones. Uh, Tommy Tucker left the music industry in the late 60s, taking a position as a real estate agent in New Jersey. Wait a second here. And he died from fumes uh, doing his floors. Your- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. That that whole sound. That was the early Stones, almost country kind of, yeah, country yeah. rock kind of stuff. Cool. Uh, let's see. Birthday list includes the uh, the former first bitch Michelle Obama, worst first lady we ever had. You know, I hate. To, I, I don't use that word, and I, I don't think I I've, I've used that word in years except for Michelle Obama. She is a bitch. She is a cold-hearted snake. She's a vicious, b- entitled. Pretentious. I mean, I can't say enough bad things about her. And a Democratic nominee. Yeah, that's probably. God. Uh, Anyway, uh, uh, Mikey, big Mike Obama's Michelle is 60 today. Uh, let's see. I a little history note here. I was on this day in 1994. Oh, I remember. the Remember the charity man? Remember Danny Bonaducci, Yeah. Uh, the little redhead kid from, uh, not all. Partridge name. Family. Partridge Family. Don, yeah. Danny Bonaducci. He was also a musician, I think. He had a band and did some various things. DJ. Anyway, yeah. Well, on this day in 1994, okay. 30 years ago, by the way, Danny Bonaducci beat Donny Osmond, in a charity boxing match, it was a split decision, but Danny Bonaducci <laughs> bragged afterwards quote, Donny Osmond was such a wimp, I actually got bored punching him. His sister Marie would have been a better, tougher fight. <laughs> <laughs> Tough crowd. Oh, mercy. Uh, 353 with the Kimmer uh, and uh, Pete and Flounder. 404 741 1230 1230 if you'd like to join us. A bunch of political stuff here. Including uh, Trump threatened in the courtroom. Uh, the latest on the Hunter Biden business. And first, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Pete found this story, and it just fig- the first thing Pete said when he saw the story was, "Oh my God, this is why people left Europe." Here's what happened. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in Germany uh, for a charity. Was Austria uh, deal? Uh, was he was at the Munich airport? Okay. Uh, but he was going. I guess he was going to Austria for a uh, charity auction or something for his- one of his organizations. And he was at the, um, uh, let, him, let me see, he was at the Munich airport today after trying to take, quote, an unregistered luxury watch through customs. What? Uh, sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ customs detain Arnold Schwarzenegger for three hours for traveling with a watch that he owns, which he might auction tomorrow in Austria. So? Arnold was never asked to fill out a declaration form. Once he got to customs, he was hit with what they describe as an incompetent shakedown. (laughs) The former bodybuilding champ and Governor of California, California, didn't make a fuss, agreeing to prepay potential taxes on the watch, which he owns, in order to get on with his day after being held in custody for three hours. They tried to have Arnold use a credit card machine for an hour. That didn't work. So uh, the customs agent took him to a bank so he could withdraw cash from an ATM. That should have been the end of the story, except the ATM had too low a limit. The taxes on Arnold Schwarzenegger's watch, which he owned and he was wearing, the taxes ended up costing him $10,613, and the bank was closed. So the ATM wouldn't give it to him, so he went back to the airport. Another officer brought in a new working credit card machine. For a watch he was wearing and which he owned. The watch will likely now be auctioned off tomorrow for the Schwarzenegger Climate Initiative, a nonprofit dedicated to supporting clean energy. Oh my god, as why it took so long as a spokesman said, Well, we had to go through all of his luggage. It wasn't a gun. No, it was a watch. A watch. Yeah. But, oh, my God, that, that looks like a luxury item. You're going to have to pay taxes what, what, on that.
2: What, what does that mean? Jeez. What does that matter if it's I, a luxury item? I, it's I, yours. That's, that's and right. just because you go into their country, you have to pay them a tax on it? There you are. That's in, that's why our forefathers left. Yeah, yeah. And, don't, and they're trying to do it here.
1: It's unbelievable. I mean, $10,613. And they were not going to let him go. Yeah, so no, you go yeah, yeah, they took him back to the airport when the bank wouldn't... You know, I mean, the state <laughs> demands its money. <laughs> we have ways. Fish. Oh, Lord. 356. Uh, back here at home in, in politics. You know, the one, one of the many Trump trials going on right now, the Gene uh, Carroll business in the courtroom... Yeah where there was a civil uh, case, civil trial in New York City uh, this morning, and a judge threatened to bar President Trump from his own trial, uh, and this is the, the case where this is that Judge Kaplan, real dirtbag. Mm-hmm. He admonished Trump for his audible reactions to this girl's testimony, Jean Carroll testifying in front of the jury, and he threatened the former president could be barred from the trial if he keeps it up. Trump was heard saying, that's not true, it's a witch hunt, really a con job, while this girl was testifying. The jury was excused for lunch, and Judge Kaplan told Trump he had the right to, his right to be present during the trial could be forfeited if he's disruptive. quote "Mr. Trump, I hope I don't have to consider excluding you from your trial. Uh, I understand you're probably eager for me to do that," Trump responded, "I would love it." <laughs> I know you would like it. You just can't control yourself in the courtroom," apparently, the judge said. "You can either," said Trump before walking out. Uh, the trump tried to crack down on uh, the judge tried to crack down on trump speaking loudly conferring with his lawyers after carol's the girl's lawyer complained about the remarks for a second time uh, this girl says she's gotten threats since she accused donald trump of sexually assaulting her in an apartment store in the 90s and, and again she sued him and the judge without trump never even knew the girl and he's been already been fined fi- the judge found him in, uh, guilty and, and fined him 5 million dollars now the girl's is speaking, another $10 million in compensatory damages and millions more in punitive damages. I mean, it's just hard to believe. And the judge took it upon himself to say, well, uh, okay, I fine you $5 million for, uh, for uh, a sex... He didn't assault her. He sexually harassed her. $5 million. And she wants $10 million more plus punitive millions more on top of that. This, this is again one of the uh, several Donald Trump trials going on right now, and the ju- uh, the, uh, the Donald wanted to be excused to go to the funeral of his mother, the beloved mother-in-law, with his you know wife, and the judge said, "No, you, no, we, we're not going to let you get out for, to go to that." <laughs> Jesus, New York City. They get, will get out and stay. Anything, out. never go back. And these are the same people who are you know trying to change our country for the worse
2: and they're doing this on purpose all this come out at the same time yeah. to keep you from being able to vote for a person that you want to vote for oh,
1: every one of these trials was delayed again they could have done this this was in the 90s yeah yeah and they did it on purpose so that they would all come at the same time and hopefully prevent him from being in uh, Able to run for president. Now, uh, no court filing today. Miranda Devine. God love this girl. New York. The uh, uh, New York Post. In the court filing today, the Department of Justice confirms that Hunter Biden's laptop is real. (laughs) He left it at a computer store. The contents match what they obtained from a search warrant of his iCloud. And uh, uh, Miranda says, don't hold your breath for a retraction from Joe Biden, who said it was a Russian plant. And the dishonest media operatives, they blamed Russia when the Bidens knew it was Hunter, and so did the FBI. The FBI never came forward to tell the truth either. Hunter blamed Russia when he was caught using adultery site Ashley Madison. Uh, investigators came into the possession of the defendant's Apple MacBook Pro, which he left at a computer store, and it's largely duplicative of information investigators got from Apple. Yeah, which duplicative means it's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you know, we, we're coming up, you're going to hear Peer, uh, Peter Ducey speaking of how the old administration used to handle this, uh, coming up with a uh, little peppermint patty, a little flashback memory for you, plus Flounder's Follies, uh, Pete's Tweets, and all that's coming. At four o'clock with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder right here. By the Kemmer Peyton Full under on 1063 with a motley crew. <laughs> there we go. I remember it. it was true and I, I didn't even think about it when I was back when I had my Harleys working and where I lived uh, near in the amphitheater up in Alpharetta. And one night it was a weekend night I was just driving along on my chopper. And I drove by the amphitheater on Encore Parkway there, and, I, and I, there was a line of, it was a concert a line of people as far as you could see, and they all had, you know, metal on their face and green hair and all leather and chains and boots. It was just unbelievable. And, and I remember driving, by, I said, "Boy, there's a Motley Crue," and son of it was Motley Crue playing. The thing. So, get to the chopper. <laughs> and this is Motley Crue in 1981. Uh, the Motley Crue formed. When bass guitarist Nikki Six left the band London and began rehearsing with the drummer Tommy Lee and the vocalist, guitarist Greg Leon, who later left, uh, Nikki Six and Lee then added guitar player Bob McMars deal.
3: Mm-hmm. He is the... Uh, Nick Mars is the genius of that band. He's pretty much the only one that's actually talented.
1: Really? Yes. Cool.
3: And the funny thing is, the past year, they went on this big world stadium tour with Poison and Def Leppard. Yeah. And... Apparently, Nikki Sixx, the bass player, has a backing bass player who's actually playing the bass for him. Oh, he, no.
2: he, He's got a medical condition. That's
3: Nick Mars. Nick oh, Mars okay. is the one. He doesn't even tour with him anymore. Right. And then and also, Nikki Six faked it? Again, oh. this is what I'm reading, that, again, there's a backing bass player on tour. And then the same with uh, Tommy Lee. Like, he's using a drum track on some of his stuff.
1: Oh, my God. Well, well, I tell you what, that Netflix movie about him is very entertaining. Well, it says here, uh, Six and Lee had a guitarist, uh, Mick Mars, and then Vince Neal accepted an offer to join after turning them down uh, in April of 1981. And that's, uh, so that's a scoop. Uh, anyway, I didn't know they were, fa- I guess everybody has to fake something. I suppose in a concert, uh, of course, all those, you know, I'd say, like Taylor Swift does like three-hour concerts. And I don't think she lip syncs anything. I think she does all the dancing and jumping she's around. She's a well. hologram, Kimmer. She's uh, not it's really. p- very possible. Very possible. By the way, I, there, I, I was a picture of her the other day. Uh, she's starting to look a lot more sort of manly or Older. boyish or something. Yeah, she's kind of lost time that. To... She lost that little teenage uh, beautiful. Well, she's thirty-four. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I, I'm not complaining. Believe me, I, I, uh, but she's again, a woman so, now. Yeah, she's a she's a total girl. Uh, let's see. Birthdays include uh, Maury Povich. 85. Is she still married to the Chinese cat? What's her name? Connie oh, Chung. Connie Chung. You too much. Maybe we used to remember. No, you <laughs> used, to used to make I fun used to Don't fun add me on that one. <laughs> oh, you too much. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Kramer, you too much. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maury Povich, 85. And James Earl Jones is 93. James Earl Jones, of course, uh, of the voice of Darth Vader. But he was also, and, and I think this is a true story. When, or it used to be, I don't know whether it's still true, but he was the voice of the, of the, of the ID for CNN. Mm-hmm. This is CNN. And apparently he was being interviewed one time on the set. And the guy said, boy, you have such, uh, uh, just being interviewed, said, boy, you have such a beautiful voice. Would you do all call letters for us? And he said, sure, and just did it for kicks. And they used it and have been using it ever since, like 30 years ago or something.
2: I swear that Applebee's is still using James Coburn's voice in their TV ads.
1: And he's been I would, dead yeah, for 20 I be years. Surprised. Well, maybe... <laughs> I'm probably still getting away with it. Anyway, James Earl Jones, 93. Good for you. Uh, and on this day in history, it was in 1953. The Chevy Corvette was introduced at a car show at New York's Waldorf Astoria. Scene of the famous Kimmer Hope Cotillion experience, mm, where my blind date hated me from the first day I walked in there. Anyway... Didn't get nothing that night. Uh, uh, the Corvette introduced a car show. at Waldorf kind 19- of History. set the tone for your future relationships. <laughs> yeah, how did I not know that was going to happen? I mean, I, I and I gave her. I mean, it a black tie. was wearing tails, and she didn't like me. I oh god. Anyway, uh, the cost of the first production model of the Chevy Corvette introduced, I say, 1953, the first year. The cost of the first production model of the Vette was three thousand four hundred ninety dollars. They only made 300 of them. Mm. The car would cost you about 300 grand a day or more. Hell, the cost million for the 63 split window? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can't. You can't. They don't. Yeah. Good luck. I had a, I had a uh, fraternity brother, Phi Delta Theta, in 1965, showed up driving a 1963 split window coupe. Right. I tell uh, you, uh, the, cor-
2: the Corvette and the Porsche from the 70s, that,
1: those were the cars I wanted. Yeah. That was it. Uh, 408, Kimber Pete, and Flounder. How you doing? Here's number, 404-741-1230, 741-1230. We mentioned that Miranda Vine has come out now. Look She went to the court records and found out in a new court filing today the Department of Justice finally is confirming that Hunter Biden's laptop is and was real. The one he left it at the computer store. Of course, they all blamed Russia disinformation, all those 51 slime bags, the dirty 51, the intelligence community. Joe Biden said it's a Russian plant. They all said the same damn thing. Well, let's flashback. Flounder found this from a couple of years ago, uh, back early when this was uh, being public, when they all denied everything, when Peter Ducey was asking the uh, question to uh, Peppermint Patty, that red-haired little lying snake who's uh, now got her own TV show, I think, on either CNN or MSNBC or someplace. Uh, Jen Psaki, once again, adding to the lies of the administration.
2: The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by Politico reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation?
7: I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Liar! Hold them to their lies. Uh, it, she, it was a non-denial denial. She right. says, "Well, there was a lot of Russian disinformation." She didn't say that was part of it. She just, you know, said, "Well, there was a lot of that going on." I mean, it's not, these people are uh, honestly—they're criminals. Duplicitous. They're criminals. Jake Sullivan is still representing the State Department, as he's he's the key international policy advisor for President Showers with Daughter. He was in charge of the Russian disinformation campaign with a phony uh, document that he gave to Hillary. And he went to Hillary Rodham Peace Stinky Fart Cabbage, and he said, "Uh, uh, this is a fake document. It's not real, but it uh, shows that Donald Trump was a Russian agent. We can get this uh, going with the media. Should we release it? And she said, yeah, great idea, and that's how that all started. Yeah. And he is still in the government running uh, the uh, he's the uh, a key af- uh, advisor on international and foreign affairs to the president. Mm. Uh, and finally, the DOJ today in 2024 is saying, well, the laptop's real. Also, federal prosecutors now say that pouch that Hunter Biden used to keep his gun in. When he was going, when he was using a gun, and when he finally got to get a permit, when he lied on his record, which is what he's being charged with now for lying on his document, uh, the pouch that he had the gun in uh, also had cocaine in it. Yes, it's true. Prosecutors are now asking a federal judge to uh, dismiss. uh, Prosecutors wanted the judge to reject Hunter Biden's effort to get rid of the gun charges because they found cocaine. Prosecutors tell the judge uh, the strength of the evidence against him is overwhelming, Your Honor. Uh, To be clear, investigators literally found drugs on the pouch where the defendant had kept his gun. Uh, It was cocaine, Your Honor. (laughs) I mean, duh. Duh. Uh first reported in 2021, police responded to an incident in 2018 when a gun that Hunter owned was thrown into a trash can outside a market in Delaware not far from a school. Hallie Biden, who was the president's son's beau's widow, was having an affair with Hunter Biden. Yes, it's true. Hunter Biden was having sex with his dead brother's widow. And the gun it was one that she threw into a dumpster near a school. Well, Hunter had just bought the gun earlier that month. He had answered in the negative when asked if he was an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant stimulant, so on and so forth. He said, no, no, no. And you'll recall Hunter Biden was thrown out of the Navy after testing positive for cocaine in 2014. A latest on hunter biden's cocaine yeah, phone call phone call. call Chess. you want to take it sure Chess. chess 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 you're on the radio man 412 with a Kimber Pete and flounder how's it going what's up hey man you know we're talking about uh james earl jones and, and some other folks uh famous voiceover whatnot um that makes me think of a phone number that we used to be able to call here in atlanta uh it was a thing called weather cron and it would just simply enough give you the time and temperature beautiful voice guy he'd say uh, the present temperature is 72 degrees uh-huh. and then give you the and then give you the time yeah. that's fred covington he still does the recording for the us naval observatory uh, to this day, and he died back in 1998. Damn. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yep, that's d- my exciting story for the day. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you, Chess. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Chess so, uh, sounds oh, like he's done a little you. broadcasting before. <laughs> uh, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, four thirteen. <laughs> By the way, more on Hunter. His art dealers now kind of try to fight back and try to uh, make excuses for him. Also, you're going to hear the secret 911 uh, plea uh, from the, the Lloyd Austin case. Also, how the the, uh, liars are still going after conservatives and Rachel Maddow's comment on why they censored Donald Trump. It's all coming up next with the camera, Pete and Flounder, 413. (laughs) Here we go. I remember this song, but I never remembered the name Simple Minds. They're a Scottish rock band. One hit. And it was on this day, 1978, they made their live debut in Glasgow. The band went on to achieve five British number one albums and no. sold 60 million albums. Name another song. I can't. I can't name this one. It,
2: by the way, they didn't want to do, the lead singer did not want to do the song. You hated
1: it. Really?
2: Because yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound like the rest of their songs.
1: Yeah. Well, again, it's it's kind of been uh, I don't know. What, what movie to... was this from? Yeah, the Breakfast about Club. Me. Yes, Breakfast oh, is Club. Is that what it was? Oh, I'll be damned. Good movie. That was the, yeah, that was an interesting little movie back when. Now, little redhead hottie chick Molly uh, Ring- Ringwald.
2: She's in this new thing about Truman Capote. Have you seen that? Um, FX? Oh, I've seen the teases for yeah. it. I,
1: I don't think I saw her.
2: Well, she's one of the six like real hot New York uh, socialite babes. And some oh, of them look pretty good. I saw
1: a promo this morning, I
2: think yeah, I saw it. Chloe Sevigny recently. and Demi Moore. Sevigny, and, and,
1: yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Demi Moore has got her short hair and kind of a matronly look about her. Anyway. Uh, cool. And what's it called? Uh, it's on... Uh, later Capote th- and the Swans, I think is what it's uh, Capote, called. Capote. Yeah, a yeah. Capote uh, movie. Uh, let's see. A birthday list includes Susanna Hoffs, <laughs> a naughty little singer yeah. with a bangles. She's funny. She's like, Shrash Susanna Hoffs is 65 years old. She looks like she's 42. Yeah, uh, She may be bow-legged, but she is a beautiful girl. Well, they're uh, the best kind. They are the best kind, Susanna. Well, not anymore. Not, yeah, I can't, you can't go for the beauty. It's in the chemical. I, I'll tell you about this in a minute. You don't want to get yourself a beauty. You no, I'm in a bow-legged girl. Oh, a bow-legged girl. Well, don't, huh? <coughs> it depends. <laughs> uh, Susanna Hoffs will go walk like an Egyptian, Manic Monday, if she knew what she wants. I like that eternal flame. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Suzanne, uh, Susanna Hoffs is 65. Their the debut bangles. album. Yeah. Well,
2: worked. every song on their debut album was a good song. Yep, yeah.
1: yep. Yeah. And the videos walked like an Egyptian. I mean, not everything they've time was been, uh, cool by me. On this day in 1961, Ike warned America and we did not listen. President Eisenhower, in his last State of the Union address, warns of the military-industrial complex and its hold on the future. Ike begged for peace, compassion, and restraint dealing with the Soviet Union and ended his State of the Union speech with a closing prayer. When do you think you're going to have the next president of the United States end the uh, closing speech with a prayer? (laughs) I don't think that's probably possible in America. You want to hear
2: how things have changed? I do. Uh, I'm going to say right here, if the stupid funk was arguing with me, Uh, Washoe County, where, where is that, Washington State? Washoe? Probably, yeah or maybe Indiana, I don't know where they're from. Uh they just opened a prayer at their Washoe County Commission meeting with Hail Satan. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Satan's a church. You can have the Church of Satan. Schools, yeah. uh, schools allow Satan clubs because it's an official designated. Re- well, so are the calendar people. The people who take the, you know, the lettuce colander and the cabbage colander The, the steel oh, Colander. Colander. Yeah, yeah. yeah the C O L calendar. C O L L A. That's a flying spaghetti. They're not Satanists. No, no, but they're an official religion. Yes, they are. And so is Satanism. So you have to have school clubs now meeting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Speaking of diversity stuff, Pete, tell the little people about United Airlines.
2: United Airlines. Someone just posted a picture of their, uh, let's see. James Woods put this. Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Office has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people in it. Yeah, all of them are black. <laughs> United Airlines uh, some diversity.
1: <laughs> let's include all the black people. Let's you know, all different kinds of black. <laughs> I don't people. think that's what inclusion Caribbean means. Caribbean black people include only the black people. This African is, black is people. Not inclusion. African American <laughs> black people let's include all the dark people, people with their skin from colors. Brixton. Good God. Uh. Anyway, uh, and a um, uh, Jamie Dimon. Quote from uh, Jamie Dimon on the economy today. Speaking of Politics. He's ahead of what, J.P. Morgan? Yeah, he's he's a monster uh, money guy in New York. Uh,
2: CEO said, uh, I don't like how Trump says things, but people are voting for him because he was right about the economy, immigration, and China. There you are. Yep. It's I mean, not about racism or bringing back the 1950s or anything try. like that. He was He's been right about every single thing he's talked about for the last 20 years. That's right.
1: That's right. And they're still uh, playing Nazi on him, trying to prevent him from not only Whoa. talking, but from being part of the. What did the,
2: the second person of the country, uh, the vice president, she went on the yeah. View and basically it's just—it's nothing but hate,
1: yeah. just hate speech, saying that we should be afraid yeah. of yeah. Donald Trump. You should fear uh, if Donald Trump. Well, they already said they've been saying it all over the place. That uh, did you know that if Donald Trump wins the presidency, we can kill the Democrats. I did not know yeah, that. Absolutely. They're, well, they're, you know, they're saying uh, if Donald Trump wins the presidency, he's going to no. allow uh, his followers to kill all of his mm. enemies, to kill the Democrats mm. who have been slandering huh. him all these years. Uh, also, something else. Well, like, that's for uh, me reason enough to oh, vote for shit, him. I'll stop it. MSNBC, Jim Psaki, who we
2: already talked oh, yeah, about. Yeah, Peppermint Patty. Yeah. They had who Glenn Greenwald, a liberal, called Joy Reid one of the most hateful and toxic people ever to be uh, on television. Uh, yeah. She basically started spewing her lies. She said, um, a, let's see, Republican. Republicans will never vote for a brown lady, (laughs) Nikki Haley. And Glenn points out no one, including Pisaki, had the guts to say to Joy Reid she was elected in a deep south state as governor and
1: reelected.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah, that's right. But they just claimed the race card and the Nazi card. Donald Trump is dangerous. How is If Donald Trump is so dangerous, why wasn't he killing people four years ago? Well, why didn't he do those, this fascist stuff the four years he was in office? That's what I'm saying. What did he do it when he had the chance? What fascist stuff did he do? <sighs> it's unbelievable. Anyway, uh, if, four, if,
2: if, if he was really a fascist, he would have had all those people criticizing him now. They'd be locked up.
1: I know. <laughs> 427. Uh, with a Kim Pete, and Flounder here on 10, 106.3. It's, uh, coming up, Hunter Biden's going to be talking about uh, his uh, friend, the Archie. Ow, can, wow, I was wondering what was going on wow, there. So, you guys not see or a, something? Kind or? of a signal or something. <laughs> here, right? I don't even knew. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's dark. We can't see you there. Anyway, it's a little Flounder's funny of some kind. I went to a
6: school, I had 437 <laughs> kids in it, 11 black kids. I'm the only black kid in my class. And here's the thing with kids, man, they tease you just because you're different. They just, I'm the only black, they just tease me. It's not racial, they just tease me because I'm different, right? I remember one time we took a school field trip to New York City, and my classmates kept asking me, hey, Rod, 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 take us up to Harlem, right?
7: Show us around. You'll protect us, won't you?
6: <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. I'm nine years old, I'm not protecting anybody. Either. I came on the same bus from Ohio. You idiot, said. I don't know anything about it. Here's a little tip, because apparently white people, you don't know this, but black people, um, we're scared of black people, too. So, and if you're black and you don't laugh, you're lying to yourself. You know
1: what I'm about? Everybody black
6: has had that moment where you walk in somewhere and there's a whole bunch of black people you don't know. You go, whoa, what is going on here? Get your purse, baby. We're not saying. I don't know who you're
1: Get your purse. <laughs> Oh, you gotta love it. Uh, 428 with a Kipper pete flounder. 404 1230 In just a few minutes, you're going to hear Lloyd. You're going to hear about the 911 secret call. Again, the secret of administration. They tried to hide the Department of Defense chief, Department, you know, the Secretary of Defense. Uh, they even called it elective surgery. The man had cancer. And by the way, apparently they haven't even done the surgery yet. They, they could said, have elected not to take they it. They could have elected to forget it. <laughs> to die. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> also, uh, uh, three examples of the bias in the media from this administration and their supporters are coming up here in just a second. First of all, Hunter Biden's art dealer is saying, oh, it's not fair to pick on Hunter. Tell him about all the people buying all his paintings for all that money. A little finger painting stuff with a paint with a toothbrush or something. Well, a guy named George Bengus... Uh, New York City art dealers lashing out, defending Hunter Biden, saying to the uh, members of Congress... If the issue is selling influence, no one needs to look outside of Washington, D.C., because there are plenty of lobbyists advertising all the influence they have for sale on K Street. He says if the issue is fear of family members of powerful politicians leveraging their ties to personal gain, then ban former congressmen and their relatives from ever becoming lobbyists, because that's never going to happen, because that's where the real peddling is happening. So they want us to focus on the gallery in New York City while the pigs are at the trough in Washington. Washington, D.C. And he said he was concealing his buyer's identities to avoid ethical problems, but Hunter knew some of them because they were friends, and so he wasn't breaking the law, it was his friends and identities, so they knew him. My obligation was real for Hunter. You people are pigs, and you have to drop. Oh, yeah, shut up. Punches him, and he hit him. God. <sighs> and coming up, the secret 911 call, the lies about the Texas military on the border. And Rachel Madcow. Cow. Plus, <laughs> we know you cheat, but now we know why. It's a chemical thing. It's a chemical thing. Could there be a test for this? Maybe next. Uh, I just checked. maybe a test, please? Four thirty with a Pete and flounder. Save a lot of trouble years later. I don't know. You <clears throat> know, find a gnome now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's too bad we can't show you the video. Pete was just playing on his phone. I guess it's a pretty famous video of a guy with a parrot, and uh, the guy, the parrot's on a perch. Yeah, watching, watching the guy. I guess his owner. It Where was it, was it? It didn't. It looked like a guy was a, a, a member of the maintenance crew somewhere or something. Anyway, and the guy is with his feet is smashing the parrot's cage on the on the floor, creaming it with his feet. And the parrot is screaming. Blink, blink, Blank! blink! Blank, blank. <laughs> With a head bopping up and down, That's screaming and yelling. I mean, you can't see. If you saw it, you wouldn't stop laughing. I promise you, it's freaking hysterical. Anyway, four thirty-four. The Pete, and Flounder. This was the doors. I'm sorry, Flounder. I talked right over your entire uh, musical selection here. You want to play a little bit here? We'll go. Here we go. Get <laughs> They don't really change their tone in any of their songs. I'm sorry. Uh, 1970, the Doors played the first of four shows at the Felt Forum in New York. Uh, Recorded for the band's forthcoming Absolutely Live album, the Doors producer, Paul Rothschild, claimed to have painstakingly edited the album from many different shows to create one cohesive concert. According to him, the best part of a song from one performance may have been spliced together with another part of the same song from a different performance in an attempt to create, quote, the ultimate concert. He said in this show from The Doors in 1970, there must have been 2,000 edits on that album, the uh, absolutely live album for The Doors, in right, 1970. Yada. Birthdays include the disgusting Jim Carrey, funny comedian until he started doing all the hate to people who voted Republican. Jim Carrey is sixty-two. Uh, the herpes carrier, isn't he? Uh, doesn't he give herpes to his girlfriends? Uh, let's Allegedly. see. Allegedly, oh, I'm th- I think it's pretty sure. Uh, on this day in history, uh, by the way, uh, well, let's prove it. Go ahead, and sue me, Jim. Hey, Jim Carrey, Stop. sue sue the camera. Keep moving uh, and let, no, uh, and I'll make don't. it uh, dep- depose all the girls you ever slept with. How about that? <clears throat> Sorry, 2013. Catfish at Notre Dame. Yes, football linebacker Monte Teo. Learned his girlfriend died from cancer. Uh, turns out, uh, no, she didn't, because she never existed. It was all a prank. It was a catfish scheme, a trick for an online romance. And now it's a whole TV series. Catfish is, a, you know, where people out, people who are faking and pretending they're the girlfriends or okay. boyfriends.
2: Uh, I'm just going to say this right now. If you've never actually seen the person, yeah. they're not your
1: girlfriend. I know. I mean, I, I don't know how you ever could fall for this. I mean, I can see how you can fall for a scheme of somebody trying to get you to invest in a thing or be, be part of a team. Oh, I see or, how he fell for it, but uh, yeah. don't call her your girlfriend, you can't, man. You can't be in love with somebody and, you know, do, I, uh, devoted to her. I, if,
2: I know people have met and gotten married who met online and talked to each other for a long time before they knew what the other one looked like. And well, you know what—that's okay with me. I'll tell you off the air. One in of the fact, people. in fact,
1: in fact, that's fine with me. That's probably a good idea. If you, in fact, do eventually fall in love meet with them, them yeah. not the way they right, look, right? So if you eventually do meet them and then have a you know relationship and that I mean that's great. That that's fantastic. I would think. I, I'll bet. that I hope they have. A, are they still together? The people met. Uh, Unfortunately, not. Well, but it, it, it wasn't.
2: Was. No, no, it had nothing to do with that because oh. one passed
1: away. Oh well, that's a whole different story. Anyway, uh, so I guess you have to kill her in order to be able to be free. <laughs> you're going to hell. Why didn't I think of that? Well, you're going to feel so bad when I tell you who it is. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no. Oh well, I feel I feel bad. Oh, I know who it is. I bet I know who it How is. When I had a crush on. I, I would. I hope you
2: didn't have a crush on, on this, the girl. this guy. No. Uh, the guy died, no. but the girl is still no.
1: around. Oh, okay. Because no. you know, so I'm was, i still going to drive down there. Who so did
2: here. you have a crush on that we used to work with?
1: Not that we used to work with. We used to be part of the business. Oh, okay. Uh, right. TV. Don't mention Remember? It. Don't, don't mention it. Yeah, Remember? Well, everybody knows my TV crush. Uh, 437. So, anyway. Who's your TV crush?
2: Gurvir Denza. Oh, yeah, the weather girl from Channel 5. Yeah. Now she's the news person. She, no, she oh, was, that's right. I guess She's she, a I, news person. Always oh, was. that's right. That's right. But yeah. she's been there for a long time. However. Well, she she was 11 live. Then she went to Washington, D.C. Yeah. And she's come out. Now she she's back. at 46, I believe.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Good for her. Excellent. Uh, 438. God, I can't get anything done here. Okay, here we go. That's, uh, I've got good stuff here coming up. Lloyd Austin. This is incredible. Again, this administration bragged about how they would be the most open and honest administration in history. They're the worst of all time. An aide to the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, the former defense contractor, uh, got caught on an audio recording of a 911 call when Lloyd Austin was originally, uh, uh, but he disappeared. No one knew where he was. And then the first word that came out was, well, he was having some, some voluntary elective surgery, and so he didn't want to say anything about that. Well, the man had cancer. Anyway, here is the, the aide to Lloyd Austin trying to keep everything quiet on the down low as opposed to revealing the truth on things when he made the 911 call.
8: 911, where is your emergency? Can I ask, can the ambulance
1: not show up with lights and sirens? We're um, trying to mm-hmm. remain a, a little subtle.
8: Yeah, I understand. Or, um, yeah, usually when they turn into a residential neighborhood, they'll turn them off, uh, but they're required by law to run with them with the main street. Did he pass out, or does he feel like he's going to pass out? Uh, no. I'm just curious. If
7: we need them to take him to Walter Reed Medical, is that a possibility?
8: Um, let them know that when they get there. Like I said, I'm noting all this in the call.
1: I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. What's the thing? He's calling the cab? It. It's, a, it's a 911 call. Well, you know, what we want to do is run. Uh, can he God. bring me flowers, too? Jeez. Yeah, can you put down a phony name on the log? (laughs) when he comes to the door, can he call me Captain? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you ready to go, Captain? Can we pretend we're related? I mean, (laughs) Mommy. Oh, my God. Uh, Anyway, finally, after he was released this week, uh, the trauma medical director say he did not undergo surgery. He progressed well through his stay. with strength is rebounding. Underwent a series of medical tests and evaluations, and received non-surgical care during his stay to address his medical needs. I don't know what that means. Now, when I had my prostate cancer, I had a, a surgery and chemo and five weeks of radiation. A fangering. Oh, sorry, radiation. Uh, 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 every five weeks of freaking a daily radiation. And this says he, he got well, surgical care. Yeah. They may have different procedures now. It's been 20 years. Well, I'm he's going to have more than that unless they just gave him a, a shot of the chemo stuff, and that was it.
2: Is it wrong that every time I hear him, see him walk or
1: talk, I think of Baloo the bear? <laughs> doop, 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 oh, doop. god i mean what, what a bunch of scoundrels you know i mean the whole the whole freaking administration their their whole duty is to call is to label conservatives as nazis and a danger to society and a danger to our country uh, and and try to keep their power that way and let in all the illegals they've, they've been caught so many times now uh, they're just letting them all in i mean it's just it's so obvious Good Lord. And speaking of the illegals, this is really an important story. And I if you haven't watched it on Fox, you have not I guarantee you haven't seen it anywhere, at least in its reality. Uh, this is another scandal for the administration. The media, too, all lying about it, and you're never going to hear an apology. Texas officials are now calling accusations that they let three migrants drown. The accusation was that Texas officials, the Texas military refused to allow border agents access to a riverside park and that let three migrants drown because texas officials kept federal officials border agents from helping them that was the story every major media outlet ran with it texas denied people from the border agency to save three people from drowning on friday night at the rio grande well here's the truth The Border Patrol requested access. The Texas military had searched the Rio Grande and the deaths had already occurred by the time federal officers arrived. The Border Patrol requested access. The drownings had already happened. Mexican authorities were dragging their bodies out of the river. And the Border Patrol expressed those facts to the TM, the Texas military, on site. It started when a woman and two kids drowned while trying to cross a Rio Grande near Shelby Park at Eagle Pass. Eagle Pass is a nightmare. Governor Abbott ordered the uh, Texas people to seize and fortify the migrant crossings uh, 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 last week. Uh, barbed wire was placed throughout the park, ex- extended to the banks of the Rio Grande. Federal Customs and Border agents claim they've been denied access without permission. Uh, the Texas people said they were made aware of a migrant distress situation at 9 p.m., began searching the river. Forty-five minutes later, they say Mexican authorities were seen responding to the incident on their side of the river. At no time did Texas security people along the river observe any distressed migrants, never saw them. Nor did Texas people turn back any illegal immigrants from coming into America during that period. They didn't do anything except keep letting them in. And then the scumbag who, by the way, was just now on Fox News, Harry Quayar, the Democrat from Texas, issued a press release saying that the border patrol agents learned of a family in distress near Shelby Park and were unable to reach them because Texas alerted them by phone. They were forced to go to the park and request access in person and did not get them in time. This guy, scumbag Quayar, the Democrat, your Democrat, 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 told the border agency would not grant access to the migrants even in the event of an emergency, claiming the instead said one lone soldier to check the river. Border Patrol personnel were forced out of Shelby Park, he said this week, by the Texas National Guard under order of the governor. It's a tragedy. The state bears responsibility. It's all a dirty, stinking lie. The Border Patrol specifically requested access to the park to secure two additional migrants who were presumed to have traveled with the dead people, even though they had crossed to the boat ramp. The agents picked those migrants up and treated them for hypothermia. They were fine. A guy crossed Rio Grande into the Eagle Pass area on Friday the same day, a woman and the two kids drowned. After recovering the surviving migrants, uh, the Texas people scanned the river with lights and night vision goggles to make sure nobody else was in the water. So this guy, scumbag Democrat Cuellar, is now grandstanding, being so eager to point the figure at Texas for drowning of migrants that he forgot to check the facts. The facts are the deaths are due to one person, Joe Showers with Daughter, who has told his people to let the border open. If the border had been closed like Donald Trump closed it, those people would be alive today. And again, another example of the media blaming Texas for drownings and the Rio Grande. And it was a lie. Absolute lie. 445. Another lie coming up, Rachel Maddow. Plus the lies of chicks who say they couldn't help themselves. Well, it's a chemical thing. It's a chemical thing. By golly, I wish I wish there were a test for it. Like when you're really young. <clears throat> Uh, four, catch quarter five already. Give her feet. <laughs> give her feet <Pete> and flounder. <laughs> yeah, look out. Here we go. Stand by. <laughs> that damn computer in there is going spazzing out again. Poor flounders. That's all right, man. Don't worry about it. We're, we're here. We're covered. You don't have to do anything. Is this the monkeys? Rolling Stones.
0: Tell
1: me oh, I say, I had the monkeys here, here in Got to trick the camera. No, I got it out of order. That's I, my fault. That, no, no, it's okay. That, it's the machines. It's the machines. Uh, no, it's user error on this one. I, I, I don't know this song. Uh, let's play a little bit of this. Here. Yeah. That's, up, That's to up to her. That's up to her. Yes, and
4: below the above. You better move
1: on. You better move on. That's the name of the song. That's the name of the... Uh, well, Their first album. Oh, my God. This is their first album.
6: It's
1: 1964. The Rolling Stones released their first EP, which included You Better Move On, this one. Poison Ivy, Bye Bye, Johnny, and Money peaked at number 15 in Britain. The first album, I, I, I'll be damned. I th- for some reason, I think this is uh, pretty cool. This is their first one. I don't think I've ever heard their songs on their first album. Well, I must have. What are the What are the famous ones on the first album? They didn't have a lot
2: of famous on first. They were doing covers and stuff like what, that. What
1: was their uh, Get No Satisfaction? Was that what, what that album came later? That? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I knew any of these uh, early songs. Cool. Uh, let's see. Birthday list today includes uh, Steve Harvey. It says here the original king of comedy, sixty-seven. He became the butt of the joke when he announced the wrong winner at the 2015 Miss Universe pageant. Remember that? Oh, my God.
2: By the way, that magazine I gave you to look at, yeah. which was given to us by a listener. 1960s greatest hits. Talks about satisfaction. And Keith Richards hated it. And it really? took the other band members had to talk him into doing it. He's just, It's,
1: it's very simple. and stupid. And they go, no, no. This is good. Yeah. This is a hit. Now, rock and roll it was fairly simple and stupid back then. You see, mid-60s? Yeah, cool. Uh, let's see. On this day in history, well, I thought I picked one out here, and I can't find it now, so I'll just pick one out here on just my keep own. Here we go. <laughs> oh, um, well, speaking of the... Oh, no, I can't do because we're doing the Beatles later, I think. Uh, oh, here we go, 1966. Uh, hello, Pentagon. Hi, uh, Air Force here. Uh, we uh, lost a couple of H-bombs. I uh, <laughs> say what, sir? What? Yeah, a B-52 flying over the Mediterranean... 1966, on this day, when it collided with a refueling tanker, four hydrogen bombs were released into the water. And the collision killed eight people, but four hydrogen bombs dropped out of the sky. they get them? Into the Mediterranean. I don't believe they you, ever found them.
2: You know, there's one off
1: Savannah they never got. I know. It's still there. That's right. That's right. Uh, more politics coming up. 4.54. Here uh, To the phones, to the phones, it's Martin joining Martin. You, the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Hello, Martin. You're on the radio. What's going on? Yo, Kim, how are the
6: Democrats going to blame themselves? You know, they're the ones that are bringing up all this garbage. They uh, They can't blame themselves, or they certainly wouldn't bring themselves to do it. And I think you mispronounced uh, <laughs> Rachel something. I
1: believe it's Mad Cow. Mad Cow. Rachel Mad Cow. Yeah, you're going to hear her in a minute. <laughs> I mean, again, the nerve of these uh, people, too. You know, I mean, they just, they're just they just lying. They said, you know, all this business about uh, a Fanny the floozy from Fulton County, the, the uh, perpendicular, uh, protruding uh, prosecutor, that was all based on racism because it's a, a black guy. I,
5: I mean, my God, uh, that's
6: all they have. <laughs> Cam, again, it's funny.
1: Not, not Fanny. Oh, th- oh funny. Fanny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could be right. All right, Martin, thank you. <laughs> no, it's Fanny. Yeah. Yeah. We should call her the prone prosecutor. Yeah, the prone prosecutor. The uh, perpendicular, uh, <laughs> protruding, uh, pounding prosecutor. Dear Lord, the floozy of Fulton County. Unbelievable. Uh, 455 with a Kirby fly. Rachel Madkow. Here we are. MSNBC refused to carry Donald Trump's victory speech after the caucus. And they're doing it. They're they're ta- they're pretending to they have to take the high road to protect America. MSNBC now protecting America from the uh, from people like us, you and me, if you voted for Donald Trump yes, and him. Uh, here's a little Rachel explaining why it's okay to censor Donald Trump, former president. This?
9: Just for a second, um, at this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that. Speech. <laughs> speech, if oh, there's anything thanks. noteworthy, something substantive and important.
1: Is that spite? Um, the reason
9: I'm saying this is,
1: that spite, of
9: course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live yeah. platform to remarks by former uh, President I, Trump. I, I, it is not out of spite. Oh, it's it not is not oh. Not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit.
4: Yeah, revisit. Um, no, and
9: honestly, don't. earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But... There is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly (laughs) broadcasting untrue things. (laughs) That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. This is unbelievable.
1: Censorship. Pure and Uh, simple. Again, these are the people complaining about Donald Trump and us being Nazis, and they're doing exactly what the Nazis have always done. They're fascists. Uh, CNN, Jake Tapper interrupted Trump's speech Monday night. He said, we're going to seal up the border. Trump started talking Monday night because right now we have an invasion. We have an invasion of millions and millions of people coming over on the border. So all of a sudden, Jake Tapper started talking over Trump's speech. Uh, Donald Trump declaring victory with an historically of millions of board, uh Donald Trump declaring victory with an historically strong showing in Iowa caucuses, uh, biggest victory, relatively subdued speech. Things, were, I mean, they are just unbelievable. <laughs> Here's what Glenn Greenwald said about Mad Cow. <laughs> That
2: Maddow can look into a camera with a straight face proclaim that NBC just can't abide disinformation shows what a complete bubble these people live in. Madow is the reigning queen of TV disinformation. NBC is ground zero for it. It's unbelievable.
1: He's a liberal. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, but I'm hoping that maybe this is a good example of even, even they. She <laughs>
2: pushed Russia for four, <laughs> six years.
1: I know. Was that a flounder's funny, Trump there, flounder? What the, <laughs> to, the, the hell was that? No, that was the computer
3: acting. <laughs> oh, up I,
1: I was going to screw yeah. up by me. Ghost no, no, in the machine. It's, it's, not, it's not your fault. Ghost in the machine. Oh, it is. Oh, uh, no. All right, 458. All right, now, uh, uh, coming up, we're going to talk about Fanny the floozy. Uh, the uh, protruding perpendicular prosecutor, the horny home homewrecker, uh, coming up here shortly. By the way, I looked it up. You know the word fa- uh, Fanny F A N I heard name that Fanny Willis, the uh, protruding uh, perpendicular pro- uh, prosecutor. It actually, I looked it up in Swahili. It actually means alley cat. I I just I had no idea. Well, she gets it honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Four fifty eight, and coming up, we may have to uh, flip this over a little bit later on. There is a relationship theory now that's been studied, and it shows that uh, describing a shift in the attraction between two loving people, the initial dopamine-fueled excitement of a relationship wanes, and what happens next moves forward one of either two ways, and men are more likely to understand why couples break up every year by the million. You either stay in a relationship or ride the inevitable waves or miss the initial high and abruptly exit to chase it with somebody else. Mm. And it's all brain chemistry. The male brain chemistry is made up of one thing when it comes to ending a relationship, Uh, the chemical that gives feelings of pleasure, dopamine and vasopressin for men. In women, it's dopamine and uh, oxytocin, which is dubbed the love hormone (laughs) hormone. Feelings of intimacy, not being together like the man wants. It's a chemical thing that causes ladies to be dirty rotten sheets. Golly, it's a chemical thing. There ought to be a test or something. I don't. Know. Uh, we'll explain more coming up. And holy crap, at sports two five o'clock already with a cimberped and flounder. How you doing? Sunny at least, maybe cold, but it's sunshine.
8: And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com/mac. First Horizon Bank Member FDIC. Productive meeting. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Those words from House Speaker Mike Johnson, one of multiple congressional leaders just out of a White House meeting with President Biden.
1: The president was very forthright. I told the president
6: what I have been saying for many months, and that is that we must have change at the border. Substantive policy change.
8: Johnson also says they understand the need to help Ukraine, but he calls the status quo unacceptable. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. The president himself said over and over again that he is willing to make, uh, to move forward on border. Schumer says he's more optimistic than ever before that agreement can be reached to address the border and Ukraine, as well as aid for Israel and Taiwan. The president's supplemental request is separate from a short-term spending bill now proposed to avoid a government shutdown this Friday. The federal government and Texas are still fighting over a string of buoys in the Rio Grande River, installed by the state as a floating border barrier. A federal judge ordered their removal and then a three-judge panel of the conservative Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals sided with that judge, writing that the ruling sufficiently considered the threat to navigation and government operations on the Rio Grande, as well as the potential threat to human life. Well, Governor Abbott's administration appealed to the full appellate court, which has sided with Texas. There's now a separate legal fight over a park at the Texas border. The state's taken over as part of their effort to fight illegal immigration. The Justice Department says Texas is standing in the way of Border Patrol patrolling the border. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, Iowa's attorney general is suing TikTok, accusing the social media giant of misleading parents about children's access to inappropriate content. That lawsuit filed in state court claims TikTok and its Chinese parent company lie about the amount of drugs, nudity, alcohol, and profanity on the platform. The app has been banned on many government devices at the state and federal level over security concerns. America is listening to Fox News.
6: Hear that? The sound of water being poured on 800-degree rocks. If you were here in this sauna, you'd be so hot you wouldn't have the energy to move. But you're not here. Because your self-care happens out on the road, riding your motorcycle protected by Progressive. Besides, after a long ride, a helmet sweat is way more satisfying. So if you ride Switch to Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer, without even breaking a sweat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates not available in all states.
5: The Fed's new FedNow system is all about surveillance and control. Secure your assets today with something Washington cannot manipulate. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon, and I recommend diversifying your retirement into a physical Gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit by texting the word PROTECT to 989898. Do this right now. Text PROTECT to the number 989898 and get a free info kit from Birch Gold. There's no obligation or purchase required.
1: Message and data rates may apply. Uh, have... <laughs> fire, fire, power, power, power. Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right a block. Ready on your dog, target. Whoa, there! I'll carry past. There we First squad to the rear. Whoa, there! I'll carry past. Road guards out. By the way, I'm just watching Fox News and the White House is still doubling down, claiming that Texas stopped the people from saving those people from drowning. The only reason people are drowning in the Rio Grande is because of Joe Crime Family letting the people cross the river and get to the other side. If the wall had been working, they would have not gone to the river because they couldn't get to the other side. And they would therefore be alive.
3: On day (laughs) one of his presidency, he signed over 80 executive orders... Killing right. many of Trump's policies, they did on the them all.
1: And, and, and the oil pipeline was the first thing to yeah. go. The border opening up, and all they did was say, "Well, we are." Uh, they blame Republicans, saying, "Well, it's a border policy. Republican Congress doesn't have a border policy." Yes, we do. We have a border policy. Close the border, and if you want to come in, sign the book. There's your policy. If you come to one of our immigration centers and you say, "I want to be an American" or "I want to come to your country," we you say, "Great. Fi- uh, fill out this form and come back when w- it's time to be called." We'll call That's you. That's it. That's our policy, a very good policy.
2: We all know what's going on here. They're letting these people come in because they think we'll give up, we'll let them all be citizens, and they think they're all going to vote Democrat. That's exactly what's – and the Republicans are letting it happen for two reasons. One, they're getting paid off to do it. And secondly, because they and the Chamber of Commerce think, (laughs) cheap labor.
1: By the way, I saw a headline, I think it was this morning or last night, uh, on Fox News, and somebody was doing an investigation into the cartels and, and all this stuff. And uh, the headline said something like this. I I was astounded. Uh, Every person that the cartel sneaks into America costs $60,000. That's how much the cartel gets. Every person they sneak in brings the (laughs) cartel $60,000. I I mean, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you think anyone's going to stop this? You think the cartels are going to back off because they're afraid? The United, the United States federal empire
2: is officially your enemy. It is working against the what, the wishes and the hopes and
1: the dreams of the American people. Everywhere you turn, trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. In fact, by the way, coming up, you're going to hear, we'll, we'll do this here in just a minute. If you haven't heard the comments from Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who was with Donald Trump last night in New Hampshire, getting ready for their uh, balloting next week. If you haven't heard it, uh, you'll want to. Also, where he got the inspiration for his comments on what he believes in. If you haven't heard it, you'll hear it. And say, it's kind of long, but it's it's really good. Uh, but first, we'll lead off with this. Update, uh, latest news, things coming in now concerning Donald Trump and being on the ballot in uh, states around America. The Maine Superior Court has now issued a stay on Maine's decision. They've Maine stay. wants to yeah, Maine wants to bar Donald Trump from being able to run for president. I mean, the balls on these people. Democrats. I mean, it's a fast Democrats. The Maine Superior Court now has issued a stay of the Secretary of State. The Secretary of State took it upon herself to say, no, we don't want Donald Trump in here. Uh, The Republican primary ballot pending a decision by the U.S. Supreme Court. So, Maine Secretary of State said he can't run. It's a girl named Shanna. Shanna Uh, Bellows. Another woman in charge. Uh Another chick. And uh, she said, no, we're not going to allow Trump on the ballot. And the, the main court said, no, you can't. You can't just go ahead and do That's that. That's called fascism. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Some girl says, no, we're going to keep you off the ballot. In order to protect the democracy, which we don't have, but in order to protect the Democratic Republic, well, we, the best way is to not let them vote for it. <laughs> well, the first things Hitler did when he took control
2: was to outlaw other parties. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's called the Third Reich. You see, that's why they don't have a—they didn't want to have a Fourth Reich or a Seven and Eight and Nine Reichs. They wanted to have one Reich and it was his. And nobody else gets to play. Well, the Fourth Reich <laughs> is Australia. Well, that's us. Yeah, now. And Canada. And Canada. And Venezuela. And uh, yeah. I guess we could keep going. Uh, anyway, the Supreme Court, the uh, main uh, Superior Court says, no, 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 you can't do that. Uh, the Secretary of State ruled and the court said, no, you can't. Uh, supplement the record. Uh, they remanded it to the Secretary of State. And so it's the uh, order to await the Supreme Court decision. Colorado uh, removed Trump from the ballot, but uh, that's uh, on appeal now to the Colorado Supreme Court, right to the U.S. Supreme Court. So that's, I mean, they're not going to get away with this. There's no way. And, and again, if you had to uh, guess what the Supreme Court ruling should be, 9 nothing there's yeah. no way that any of this is constitutional yeah. keeping the man has not been convicted of insurrection even charged nobody's with insurrection. been charged with yeah it. i mean so you know i mean so <laughs> well, clearly convicted. it's all a bunch of crap all right 508 now vivek last night this is a little lengthy and we don't normally play long sound bites like this but it's worth it a 1776 moment vivek ramaswamy standing next to donald trump After saying, I'm out of the race, but Vivek says, I'm supporting the man who's got to be president, and here's why.
5: There's not a better choice left in this race than this man right here, and that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president, because we're not working with a lot of time here. If our kids are in high school, before we get this right, we don't have a country left. That's what it means. We've been celebrating our diversity. And our differences for so long that we forgot all of the ways that we are the same as Americans bound by that common set of ideals that set this country into motion we believe those ideals still exist this man is going to be your next president to revive them e pluribus unum from many one And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. There are two genders in this country. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. (laughs) Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government in the United States, not four. We fight for the truth. We stand up for the truth. That is what won us the American Revolution. Everything right so far. That is what American exceptionalism is all about. That is what we are going to revive to, yes, make America great again. We're coming back and winning this in a landslide. We will not stop until we get this job done. Thank you all. God bless you and your families.
1: The Vake. With Donald Trump last night in New Hampshire, their voting is on Tuesday, next Tuesday. And Vivek, uh, it's an incredible story. He admitted that it was kind of a religious experience, the time that Vivek saw a famous personality delivering a speech about what he also believed in. And Vivek sat down as a little boy and said, I want to do that when I get older. And he did. And this, this Mm -hmm. is the reason that Vivek ran for president to make America better after hearing this commentary.
6: (laughs) I believe in rainbows and puppy dogs and fairy tales. And I believe in the family. Mom, Dad, Grandma. And Uncle Todd waves his penis. (laughs) And I believe in eight of the Ten Commandments. (laughs) And I believe in going to church every Sunday unless there's a game on. (laughs) <laughs> I believe that sex is one of the most beautiful, wholesome, and natural things that money can buy. <laughs> and I believe it's derogatory to refer to a woman's breasts as boobs, jugs, Winnebagos, or golden bozos you should only refer to them as hooters. And I believe you should place a woman on a pedestal high enough so you can look up her dress. And I believe quality for everyone, no matter how stupid they are, or how much better I am than they are. People say I'm crazy for believing this, but I believe that robots are stealing my luggage. And I believe that Ronald Reagan can make this country what it once was, an Arctic region covered with ice. And I believe that the only good laugh is the laugh you get from a professional comedian. And lastly, I believe that of all the evils on this earth, there is nothing worse you're listening to right now
1: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Steve Martin ladies and gentlemen what I believe leading to Vivek Ramaswamy running for president of these United States dear Lord 513 Timber and Flounder holy crap It's sports <laughs> is next look out <laughs> it's only the Kimmer Pete and Flounder. 518. Coming up, I have a sports birthday and a couple of sports historical notes. And uh, we also lay us on politics and Fanny the Floozy. But first, holy crap at sports <laughs> with Pete Davis.
2: Unfortunately, we got sad news to start off with oh. uh, Golden State Warriors assistant coach DeJan Milošević, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, has died Ooh. at 46 years of age. He suffered a heart attack. Uh, he's a Serbian basketball star. He was dining with the Warriors coaches and players at a Salt Lake City restaurant, oh my an Italian God. restaurant. And he started feeling Ill, feeling Ill, and they took him to the hospital, and he's passed away. He leaves behind a wife and two children. Forty-what? Six? Forty-six years old. Holy smokes. Heart attack. So. Uh, Good news here, though. I shouldn't segue to this, but, you know, we've got to keep moving. You've got to tell the story. Uh, Braves play-by-play man Brandon Gauldin named Georgia Sportscaster of the Year. So congratulations
1: to them. I I, I, I took your place. That's not fair. You're the Sportscaster of the Year. Damn.
2: Uh, What? Uh, Well, I could do play-by-play for baseball. I couldn't do it for football or basketball. I could do it for baseball. I am not as good as Brandon Gaudin. We should do a a Braves game. We should. They in, should, in fact, we, uh, there's founder. no way they will let us go, anywhere go see, near. Go
1: see one of that. the Scots. We got like four Scott guys named Scott and got a couple of mics, and go to all those guys and tell them we want to do a Braves game. Yeah, that'll happen. That'll no, be great. Don't hold your breath. Oh, I think it'll be fantastic.
3: Yeah, I we did it, it one time, and you left. In the first inning, remember the three yeah, well, of us were you know,
1: I got to get well, out of here. I, I got to go. get, get, get my show
3: ready. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was working. Yeah, <laughs> right. Those are the days you just you, you don't prep. You come in and you have fun. Well, You, you, right. you guys can do that.
2: Yeah, that would no be wonderful. <laughs> it's not like you can't keep working, Kimmer. No, I really because this just came over. Brett McMurphy uh, has yeah. tweeted this out. Yeah. Former Falcons head coach Jerry Glanville. Oh God. Has been named the defensive coordinator in Division II Northwestern Oklahoma State. He has 57 years of coaching experience, eight years as an NFL coach, joining the Rangers, who are 1-10 last year. How old do you think Jerry
1: Glanville is? Oh, oh, I love Jerry Glanville. It was so much He had to be, well, he's got to be 75 years old. Higher. 80? A- higher. Oh my God. 85. He's 82. 82. Holy smokes. 82. For the Northwestern Oklahoma State yeah. uh, dancing ballerinas? Or he loves coaching, man. Wow. The, the Rangers. Good I for just, him. He's, the, the Rangers. I'm, Let's I'm don't I'm happy cast dispersions. Hey, listen, good for him. He's probably going to, be, I'll bet they'll love him. I bet they will. Who doesn't love Jerry Glanville? That's Granville? right, Hey Pods. Like, hey Pod, right? Hey
2: Pods. My only problem with him is he would play ACDC so loud at yeah, the post game in the locker room you couldn't interview anybody. Yeah, but he called everybody Pods, right? That's right, Pods. Podna. Podna.
1: Podna. Pod. Left uh,
2: Pod. Elvis tickets and stuff yeah. like that, but he's yeah. very entertaining. Yeah, so very entertaining. Uh, the, the architect of the Gritz Blitz, I believe. That's right. I think Jeff good Fano had a few stories about Mr. Glanville. I'll that he did. It was does. very Jeff entertaining. Jeff Fano, what
1: a good guy. He's, he is a great he's guy. He's just what, one, of the, one of the nicest sports people you'll ever meet, Jeff Vannot. He's,
2: he's a southern gentleman. And as he, uses, he introduces, uh, Jeff Vannot of the uh, Louisville Van, Ode? Yeah, the Louisville the Or the, or the, the better the one. The Kentucky Vannot. Jeff Vannot of the Roswell Van. Nodes. Ah, well, there you are. <laughs> that's <laughs> even favored. <laughs> the Falcons have now interviewed seven head coaching candidates, the latest being interim Michigan and interim defending national champion head coach Jim Harbaugh. Uh-huh. Which, come on, man, that's pretty that's big league stuff. That's
1: big-time Charlie.
2: I was listening to Jim's brother, John Harbaugh,
1: the head coach of the the Michigan Wolverines. Wrong. Uh, no, uh, the San Diego, no, the uh, the, uh, the one with the, the black guy who runs around a lot passing. Uh, it the, doesn't uh, narrow it the, down. The, the, uh, the, uh, not Carolina, the uh, Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. Oh. oh, God. Here's wow. your
2: cookie. <sighs> Here's your cookie. Oh, it's not a cookie. Well, John was lauding, 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 whatever, his brother Jim. Yes, at one point saying, Jim believes in football. Well, I had
1: never heard such
2: a thing. This is an incredibly reckless statement to make. <laughs> Most knowledgeable people recognize the possibility of the existence of football. Well, But to come right out and say someone actually believes in it laughs in the face of the scientific method. Mm. Right now, this football Mm. is just a theory. a Hypothesis, even. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's the same as hypotenuse. (laughs) Hypothesis. Uh,
2: Having said this, I would run over your grandmother to get Jim Harbaugh to come coach here. But we're not getting Jim Harbaugh to coach here. You know why that is? He's going
1: to go to San Diego, probably. No. Why? Because the Jinx of he Atlanta? Makes too much sense? No, the Jinx of Atlanta.
2: <laughs> yeah. Not Arthur Blank. He's no. the Black Cat of Atlanta. Yeah. The Jinx, Mark the, the GM, Bradley. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh God! What did he say? We're going to get him? He said that he prefers him over Belichick. Oh, it's
1: over. It's well, over.
2: Well, of course, everybody does. It's over. Mark Bradley says he's. Uh,
1: it's over. Yeah. Well, jinx. there we go. We're not going to get Belichick, are we? I hope he not. Wa- he wouldn't want to come
2: I here. I hope not. that would be the typical Falcons move, would it not? They better, they better get a quarterback. Well, anyway, yeah. Yeah. welcome to the Southeastern Conference, Kalen DeBoer. Mm. Your first SEC mission, should you choose to accept it, will be to play Georgia September twenty eighth. At least the game is in Tuscaloosa. Your first oh, game in the SEC is Georgia. Uh, the Bulldogs open as a three-point favorite, by Three-point favorite? Three-point. Wow. Dogs are also a 12-and-a-half-point favorite over Clemson to open next season in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, these spreads are set by FanDuel. Uh, Texas is a point-and-a-half favorite at home over the Wolverines. LSU, a point-and-a-half favorite at home over Bama. And Ohio State, a six-point favorite at home over Michigan. They haven't beat Michigan in three years. Yeah. But they're a favorite next year. Alabama safety Caleb Downs, a second-team All-American in his freshman season, headed to the transfer portal. He has a true freshman under a starting safety spot under Nick Saban, the first known freshman to lead the team in tackles. SEC Newcomer of the Year, UGA allegedly on the radar. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in Athens.
1: In fact, um, are you still talking about the. I want to talk about Lou Holtz for a second. I saw him say something about the transfer portal you mentioned, and I know Mm -hmm. you have some serious questions about how many times you get to do it. Lou Holtz, actually, I I saw him the other night, uh, said. The transfer portal is the worst thing that ever happened to college football. Of course, well, he's an old-timer. For he coaches. Thought, yeah, he, said, he said, if you commit to a university, you commit to that university. They're giving you a yeah, free education what, what and a chance coach, to play in the pros that, and everything else. That's fine. What if the coach leaves? He's he's le- he's okay to leave. Well,
2: and th- these are eighteen year old. Plus, they're they're men. I know they're not kids anymore. We I call know. them kids, but they're yeah. not.
1: They're adults. Yeah. But again, it's it's what what, what we have now. I, I can only get worse. I think.
2: Well, this is interesting. Tommy Tuberville was on Clay and Buck right before yeah, us today. Yeah. The senator, former yeah. Auburn coach, former right. Ole Miss coach. Yeah. He, of course, he was a scumbag the way he left Ole Miss. But anyway, mm. he says when he was talking to Nick Saban, he was not surprised that Saban retired because. He, he said Saban was not happy with this right. NIL thing yeah. because Saban wants control, and right now the players have Shopping control. Shopping
1: for where, who's going to pay you the most, and that's where you're going to go. Coaches have a very little. Well, they have some, a lot less to do with it. You
2: can't either. stop people from making money in America, especially yeah. when they're adults. But I'm telling you, yeah. they're killing the goose that laid the golden yeah. egg. Yeah. I, I hate to look up in five, ten years in the college game. Isn't what we grew to love. There won't even be a conference. It'll just be games. nfl light is what it could be. And another sure sign that California Oprah Gripenfuehrer Gavin Newsom will one day <laughs> run for president. <laughs> yeah, here we go. He will not sign the yeah. ban on I tackle know. football for kids under 12. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, parents, coaches, and kids were against it at a public hearing last week. They showed up in their football jerseys. Yeah. Uh, imagine how a ban on kids playing football would play in the SEC or
1: Big Ten country. Mm-hmm. So he, that's why he's running for president. That's the second thing he's done that makes way more sense to a moderate than he ever would be. Right. T- truthfully, he's doing it for the political reason because mm-hmm. he knew he knows what would happen if he had signed that bill. That's the right. other one was the gender changing bill. He, d- he did the same thing where he took the high road, knowing that that's not what he believes in, but but he's he's running for president. The Hawks are hosting the Magic tonight in State Farm Arena. Harvard
2: coach Tim Murphy led the program for 30 years, Hmm. retiring from the school, took over in 1994, uh, went 289 with 10 Ivy League championships, including last year. -year 67-year-old, the all-time coaching wins leader for both the Ivy League and Harvard with an overall 232-134-1 record. Before his arrival, Harvard, had not won more than eight games since 1919. They did yeah, it in his fourth it. season. He tied for the most Ivy League titles, won by a coach, went 19-10 and 10 against arch-rival Yale. Bula, bula And I tell you what, I have always enjoyed watching the Ivy League games. Yeah, because it's always crisp New England days, and those kids know they're not going anywhere yeah, else. Yeah. Really, not, uh, ninety-nine out of a hundred will never play any other football again in their life outside yeah. of the backyard at Thanksgiving, and they play their heart out. Yeah,
1: they really yeah, do. It's great. It's great football fun. College football fun.
2: It's. Uh, I'd love to see a game up at the Yale Bowl. Well, yeah. not, I'd rather go to Harvard. Frankly, that looks like a nicer
1: place. I, my my buddy Dave uh, Eckel, who is now the uh, head. Episcopal priest of New England, apparently. he's like a like a holy big time Charlie guy. Prep school, but he big went golfer. to he went to uh, Groton, Groton. Uh, probably the, uh, the it was a feeder school for Harvard. And of course, he went to Harvard. And I went up there went to a football game once, and they were I think I told you they were playing Holy Cross. And so the Harvard Mar- Marching Band, by the way, when the Harvard Marching Band, at least this is what happened when I was there uh, watching the game, the Harvard Marching Band, when they when they uh, go to the next formation, they don't, you know, march properly. They scatter. They, they go nuts. They run around all over the place and suddenly end up perfectly in formation. It's <laughs> a damnedest thing. It's like flies on it, you know, and then they, it's perfect. And, and they they, uh, they spelled Holy Cross with the uh, cross, the, the, the letters upside down <laughs> just to mock them. <laughs> They're just simple or something. Smart people. Harvard <laughs> Marching Band. (laughs)
2: Funny. When the Patriots held their news conference to announce Gerard Mayo was replacing Bill Belichick. By the way, Gerard, uh, who who is African-American, came out and said today, of course he he notices color. And he notices the, the color of the players because if you don't notice color, you can't notice racism.
1: Oh dear God! So why are we go anywhere near they this? They got play. a woke one at the New England Patriots. Yeah,
2: well, of course, Robert Kraft, right there. It's New England.
1: You know what? So do you he's got to be able to identify racism. Is that yeah, what you're he, saying? He, he sees color. See, we were
2: all taught that Ugh, we should God. not look at color; we should look uh, what, at the content of someone's character. character? That's right. The same week of Martin Luther King talking that we should look at content of character, which, which not the his color of skin. Day, two days ago, morons like Gerard Mayo coming out here and saying you should look at the skin color. All right. Well, it gets even better. Uh, Pat's owner Robert Kraft, sitting next to him, had a little trouble pronouncing Mayo's brother's name, and this is what happened. Sherman. Sure Shaman. <laughs> I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Get it
9: right. Well, we'll have to. No,
2: that's all right. It's one of those black
7: names. I'll help you with that.
2: <laughs> Did Kraft say that? No, male. Oh, he'll say, oh my God. Yeah, it's one of those black names. I'll help you with that. So, so, so far, so two racial things in his opening press yeah. conference, basically. His, his
1: daughter was uh, Listerine. Listerine, you get your hands off that thing there. Okay. So. <laughs> That added a Pep lot C- to the sports.
2: Pepsodent. His <laughs> no. so son
1: Pepsi <laughs> Mr. Helper.
2: Some Cowboys players, speaking anonymously, of course, are telling NFL.com that head coach Mike McCarthy and defensive coordinator Dan Quinn were stubborn when it came to adjusting to the Packers, and that quarterback Dak Prescott panics when his first read is not open. Around 40 people who attended the Dolphins-Chiefs game in KC were treated for hypothermia. Yeah. The idiots who took their sh- shirts off and went bare-chested treated for stupidity. Do. And Georgia Tech football has now landed on the worst list you can get on. They had the sixth hardest schedule next season in all of FBS. They're the Georgia only, Tech? Georgia Tech, the only ACC team on this list oh, for, of the hardest no, why schedule. Why would they do that? I don't know why that would happen. That's hard. No, for, for, I feel sorry for them because no, that uh, brink key is turning it around. That's really bad. That's a shame. I that's feel that's bad
1: Right. 531. Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Oh, we got so much more of Flounder's funnies and all good stuff here. Uh, and and uh, Peach tweets? Yes, we do. Uh, and, uh, all kinds of snacks nice. Next, 531. Kimber, Pete, and Flounder right now. Uh, the Stones. Hey. 535. Keep and Flounder. 1063. By the way, on this date, speaking of the Stones, birthday time, Mick Taylor, 75 years old today. Yeah, Mick- you got <laughs> statues. <laughs> that, that, that. Yeah. Mick Taylor, 75, was their guitar player from 1969 to 74. Lead guitar. Lead guitar. And when Mick Taylor joined the band, he was a non-smoking, non-drinking vegetarian. <laughs> when he left the band, he was addicted to heroin. Not anymore. <laughs> That's why he left. His big hits, It's Only Rock and Roll, uh, Let It Bleed. And yeah, they, he just couldn't handle He was going to die. I mean, if I, I would have been killed. If I would, God Almighty, me, because I was addicted to cigarettes, I smoked, I smoked four packs of Lucky's every day for years. I mean, I would have been dead for sure. And one, one thing, a cocaine would have been over. And heroin? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. I think most
2: people agree with me. That was the best the Stones were with him. Well, he I, was
1: the, they were the Stones I know the Stones, I Yeah, absolutely.
2: Did he bring a me. lot more blues to the band, would you say? Well, he was just more proficient guitar player. Ron Wood is great, but he's different. He's more bluesy and, and and axing, you know, where where Taylor could pick. He was like Clapton. He could, I mean, the time waits for no one. At the end of that's, yeah, that's amazing. one of my favorite I mean, songs.
1: Uh, Five thirty seven. By the way, I've got a very weird story here. All right, about Gary Gilmore. It's a little long, but it, uh, I'm going to uh, I'll bring it along to why uh, Gary Gilmore's death today by firing squad in Utah at the state prison actually is uh, led to something that we're all familiar with. Gary Gilmore executed on this day in 77, sentenced to death in October 76 for murdering a motel clerk. Uh, uh, And he did, let's see, um, uh, the uh, 36-year-old was the first person to be executed under the new law when it was uh, allowed again to execute people by the Supreme Court. And his final words were printed on T-shirts, There were songs written about him. There was a movie written about him and books and so on and so forth. Gary Gilmore, in 1964, got a 15-year sentence as a repeat offender for assault and armed robbery. That was at 64. In 76, he got paroled and then killed and murdered a gas station employee, Max Jensen, in Utah. The next night, he murdered a motel manager, uh, forced the guy to lie down, and then shot him in the head. Gilmore got caught twice, tried to take his own life, uh, waiting for the implementation of his his sentence. He and the woman he wanted to marry, Nicole Barrett, took drugs, overdoses at the same time he was in his prison cell. She was at her home. Uh, This girl also called on authorities to give Gary Gilmore his expressed wish of dying like a man without a blindfold. The normal practice for executions in Utah was for the condemned man to be strapped to an oak chair with a hood over his face. She said, take the hood off. He wants to die like a man. He tried. Uh, Gary Gilmore tried to kill him a second time and then a third time, and he called the executioner a moral coward. He said, man, you don't have the guts to carry out your law. You're a moral freaking coward. Well, eventually there was a firing squad of five men, five volunteers, used Winchester rifles. Four were paid 75 bucks. The captain who shouted, fire, was given an extra $15 or $20. They stood concealed behind a curtain with five small holes where they put their rifles through. When asked what his final words were, Gary Gilmore replied. And when he did, in 2015, an advertising executive named Dan Whedon saw Gary Gilmore's last words, and they inspired him for something we're all familiar with now. This guy recalled in 1988, before a crunch marketing campaign meeting with his bosses at his company, he decided to suggest a highly altered version of Gary Gilmore's last words, which you'll hear in a second, as the tagline for the company. They were used in advertisements and so forth. Uh, it turns out that the advertising executive said they were having meetings uh, and they, were had, they had five different commercials. And the night before the meeting, he got concerned because there wasn't an underlying sensibility to all of them to tie them all together. So he remembered Gary Gilmore's last words. Gary Gilmore's last words before he was shot and killed were, let's do it. The advertising executive remember his last lines and came up with, just do it because of Gary Gilmore, and that's how Nike got their slogan <laughs> from Gary Gilmore's last words before they executed him. For, uh, for his last meal, by the way, he originally wanted six cans of beer and then said, "I'll ah, forget it, I'll have prime rib and salad. Uh, he offered his corneas, his bones, his nerves, and skin for donation for science and his kidneys were delivered for research. Norman Mailer wrote a novel based on Gilmore's life called The Executioner's Song, won the Pulitzer Prize, mm. turned into a TV movie of the same name in 1982. The advertising executive details how he was worried that an upcoming series of meetings lacked cohesion, and he thought of Gary Gilmore and said, well, let's just do it. So Nike was put on the map
2: by signing Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And they got their slogan from these guys
1: multiple shoot,
2: shooting Gary Gilmore. Yeah. So basically, Nike was built on shooters. Yep, exactly.
1: <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, 551. By the way, a couple of good sports things I was going to mention and forgot uh, earlier. Dwayne Wade birthday, a superstar NBA from the Miami Heat. Although, is he even still playing? Didn't he just
2: retire? No. He, oh, he just retired, didn't he's he? He's famous now for basically raising at least one, if not more than a one kid, kid that just doesn't know it. what the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they
3: transitioned like a year or two ago, and both uh, him and... Uh, he's got an actor girlfriend that were just on board with it and pretty much all just... Woke and oh, yeah. just
1: stupid uh, Dwayne Wade is 42 today. Also on this day in 1998, speaking of weirdos, Dennis Rodman was fined $25,000 and suspended indefinitely... Uh, 11-game suspension would cost him a million dollars. He also agreed to pay $200,000 to a cameraman that he kicked in the balls. I remember that. (laughs) I remember that game. Yeah, I remember that. On the Bulls. Yeah, 1998. (laughs) Boom, pow. Uh, And on this day in 1995, the Los Angeles Rams announced they're going to move to St. Louis. That was 95. They moved back to L.A. in 2016. Are they still there now? Yeah, they're in L.A. And 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 the Chargers,
2: where are the Chargers? L.A., same stadium. So the Rams and the Ingle Chargers,
1: one. and that's right, the same stadium, and and the uh, the other team in California went to Las Vegas, uh, Oakland. The Oakland Raiders yes, are now sir. in Vegas. So we got two LA teams now. And the other L.A. team that was Oakland, then L.A., then Oakland is now. And the in Chargers Vegas.
2: started in L.A., Dear went God. to San Diego, and they went and back. To went LA.
1: back to L.A. I mean, that's just
3: <laughs> <laughs> random
2: question, Pete.
3: Yeah. You, as you were a sideline reporter for the Falcons, did you ever have a close call by getting hit by a player or a ball or anything oh, yeah. like
2: that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I mean, you you kept your you, your head was on a swivel because you sit there and you knew you'd be dead if they hit you. It broke well, a lot of coaches' legs, of basically, just getting hit by a guy in the side. You, you've definitely kept your eyes open. Wait, wait, from what now? From getting hit by a football player. If the play gets too close to the sidelines, you got your butt they're out of the way.
1: Of, yeah, wow.
2: They're not fooling, and yeah. they're much bigger than you, and they're wearing pads. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. Not to mention, you're on the
3: field; you just see how much
2: faster the play goes. Every play, if you got, if you never been on the sideline and watch these behemoths, it's like like you've called it a car crash. It's yeah. like sumo wrestlers, every single play yeah. smashing into each other. Yeah. The the force of it is
1: incredible. Yeah, they say it's like a car crash. These football players can barely get up the next morning. I mean, they they and they still take drugs and ice baths, and all kinds, and shots. Shots. Oh, they're all doped up. Oh, North Dallas 40. North Dallas 40, man. That's not, that that wasn't a lie. (laughs) In fact, I remember I I did sideline stuff for the uh, New Orleans Saints for a year and when chuck muncie was their rookie oh. and when he scored when he went over a thousand yards or something and he came running off the field and i was right there by him and he came he running running over to me and basically grabbed me and lifted me up to celebrate his thousand yards with me why the lowly tv anchorman of new orleans back at that time in 1978 or whatever it was have a crush on for you or year, something no or? i don't know i don't know uh, it was very weird. strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Al Hurt uh, used to come up and uh, shake my hand tell me how much he enjoyed my newscasts. My parents loved Al Hurt. Yeah. They loved Great Al Great guy. Hurt. Old redhead, old chubby boy. Just a nice man. Anyway, uh, 540. God, it's 545. I can't believe it. Uh, we got Pete. Let's do a comeback. We got Peach Tweets. We got Flounder's Funny. And we got uh, a game. Let's do a game. We'll do all that stuff. We ain't got time. We can't do games in the last segment. We don't
2: have time. How long is the game? As long as I want them to be.
1: Well, all right then. We can't have
2: fun with right, it. Well, the well, the well, game we'll, should have fun, we'll, okay. we'll be on a time constraint. I'm, I'm, I'll
1: take it back. Let's do Peach tweets and a Flounder's funny, and uh, uh, oh, and we'll update the uh, the uh, the chicks in your chemical thing in case I left that gone. Also, the finger test if you're a psycho, just in case you hadn't heard it a couple hours ago. All right, uh, five forty-five already. Cover Pete and Flounder right here. Here we go. Stand by. <laughs> 5.49, how you doing? It's only me, it's only the Kimmer with Pete Davidson, and Flounder, and the Monkeys. And not just Stepping Stone. It's a TV series. These were, these were, this was not a band. It was a bunch of actors who got together to become the Monkeys on TV. And on this day in 1966, NBC bought the Monkeys series, putting it on their autumn schedule. The series centered on the adventures of the Monkees, a struggling rock band from Los Angeles, California, introduced a number of innovative new wave film techniques to television. I, I kind of—I'm trying to remember—very fast-paced, they, they do, yeah. They do. cutting, Cartoon editing. stuff. Yeah, it was kind of a uh, fast-paced editing. Yeah, yeah. In the midst of, of course, this was like uh, uh, laughing. This was same uh, a period of time when laughing, when things like that were sort of happening on TV. A Hard days, night, late '60s. The black
2: and white Beatles film. Yeah. They, they- Stole a lot from that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Again, this '66 and uh, that part of the of the uh, of the country of the TV stuff. That's cool. Uh, the monkeys, quick birthday list or two. Uh, let's see. Connor Cruz is 29. The adopted son of Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. He was in the Red Dawn reboot and the 2008 Will Smith movie Seven Pounds. Connor Cruz, Tom and Nicole's kid. Never heard 29. Of uh, Calvin Harris, the Scottish DJ who did "This Is What You Came For" with Rihanna. And uh, Calvin Harris is 40 years old, one Ooh. of the many men who all, also had a contentious breakup with Taylor Swift. Her song, I Did Something Bad, apparently is about Calvin Harris, For, who's 40 today. What, what, messing with a Scotsman? I don't know any Scotsman. I guess you didn't take her out to the expensive restaurant. Look, sorry, like, no, that was. Oh, I I'm so sorry. Oh, I saw, it's a cliche. Oh, it's a generous. I, I know it's wrong. It's okay to say that I, about Scott. I know people. that's racist. I know it's racist. <laughs> those All those white Scott people. They're the whitest people in the world. They're thrifty. They're very thrifty. Very thrifty. They're concise in their uh, spending plans. Uh, And by the way, I'm not making this up. 1953, you're going to get a kick out of this because you make fun of me. This is a day in 53 in Canadian history and spread immediately to other countries around the world. To ladies, it meant size does not matter. At least when it comes to ladies' feet. For centuries, especially in the Asian world, baby girls' feet were subject to binding Mm -hmm. to keep them small and feminine. Women were very self-conscious about their shoe size. Uh, With women now in the workforce, again, that was 1953 after World War II, everything changed in Canada and America, a lot of countries, and it changed where women now were in the workforce and were saying, now, wait a minute. It used to be that women would go out of their way. I remember there was a series. I remember uh, I Love Lucy actually did a story once where she and Ethel, or whatever her friend's name was, went into a shoe store, and Ethel told the guy, I wear a size 6. And the guy came out with a size 6, which she wore on 12 or something. And they made a joke about, the, you know, pretending they were. I mean, this was a thing. Now you may not be old enough to, Flounder. You probably never heard of such a thing, but this was the thing with women uh, when you, when you would go to a bowling alley and have to rent shoes. Girls would try to rent a different shoe because it had the size on the back of them, and they didn't want people to say they had wore a size ten shoe for a girl or something. I'm telling you, this was the this thing. Something else they lie about. Uh, there you go. And in 19, well, they didn't know much about the size uh, inches, and number of uh, you know anyway, my, uh, measurements and so Still forth. Anyway, inches. 1953. This day marked the beginning when women started wearing shoes that fit. Because And they also got rid of their high heels they wanted to start wearing on this. This was the beginning of women wearing shoes not only that fit an actual their real size, but also a lower high heel. This was when shorter heels came in so women could still be dressed up for work wearing mm-hmm. a heel, but it was only a one-inch heel or a half-inch heel. I don't heel. know or how not, they do it. I don't know how they do it When
2: either. we were kids, you know, you, you'd go, be going through your parents' closet. I, used go, I wore my mother's high heels to see how they up, did it. And it's like, I, there's you no can't do way I no, could you, do that. There's
1: no way you can't do it. I remember as a little boy saying, "How I'm flopping, I I, I broke my ankles. I know. (laughs) Anyway, they demanded less height in their heels and for the working gal, sizes that fit. And then it went over to their clothing. All of a sudden, work clothes, designers started coming up with the chic work outfits and stuff. Mm -hmm. It all started in 1953 with women's feet. Okay. And they said we need a, a whole deal here. I'm well, Kind of cool. All right. 553 with a camera feed and Flounder. Uh, should we do a little tweet to rooney Have you got a little... Uh, have we got Flounders? Uh, we'll do Flounders findings later toward the end. In fact, I should have back-timed it so I can know. A couple of quick updates. Uh, one quick update. Hold on. Uh, I got it right here on my iPad. Uh, stand by. Uh, more than a dozen Democrats in the House today have formally rebuked President Scumbag over his border and immigration policies. Uh, The lawmakers passed a Republican-led resolution denouncing President Showers with Daughters' plan to open the borders, condemning the national security and public safety crisis along the border, urging President Potato Head to end his open border policies. Fourteen Democrats voted with the GOP, including Henry Cuellar. We just talked about that lying slime bag from Texas who claimed that Texas stopped those people from saving the drowners. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Jared Golden from Maine. Uh, we don't care about all these people. Uh, it's a pointed message, largely symbolic. Talks are underway for a new border security compromise. We don't need a compromise. We have a border plan. Close a border, and when they want to come in, go to the immigration section, a uh, border policy of, of stations, and say, I want to come into America. And they say, fine, sign here, and then come back when we call you. Boom, there's your policy. As well, we have it. All right. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, 545. Oh, hold everything. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Performance issues, and I figure if I waited long enough. <laughs> no, we got tweets, and we got feet. We got feed's tweets.
2: The FBI yes. either has cojones the size of truck tires, no. or they're ignorant of their own sordid history. Monday, on Martin Luther King Day, the FBI tweeted this This MLK Day, the FBI honors one of the most prominent leaders of the civil rights movement and reaffirms its commitment to Dr. King's legacy of fairness and equal justice for all. This was while they released secret files. (laughs) To which a citizen fact checker added, the FBI engaged in surveillance of King attempted to discredit him and used manipulation tactics to influence him to stop organizing. King's family believes the FBI was responsible for his death.
1: Well, they wiretapped him, and if they caught him having sex yeah. with other women in hotel rooms, and they blackmailed him, and they made it very clear that if you don't shut up and stop that uppity black guy stuff, Mister N-word, uh, you're going to be in trouble. Called him a communist. And, and they, uh, yeah, they labeled him, and it was a J. Edgar Hoover. The whole five—we all know about all this stuff. And finally, somebody said, "Well, we, we you know, we can't have this guy running around talking." So, well, let's kill him. I mean, I, I, I I'm sure that had something to do with the the whole attitude against that. What happened at that moment in the Civil Rights Movement, 1968? For them to tweet that out like nothing ever happened. (laughs) Like he was their hero. How much you supported Martin Luther King. You should have issued an apology at the same time. Because we can't trust those people over there, the, the leaders. Kimmer, one minute you're young and wild, the next yeah.
2: you're into air fryers. Oh, well, that's me, all right. <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I was when my electric blanket arrived the other day.
1: Uh, I used to have an electric blanket. I used to love it. You, you, I don't know how anyone has exists yeah. without an electric blanket if, I these days. Do they days? still even have them? i bet I'm, they're probably illegal, oh. but I'll bet they're dangerous. No. no I'll bet they're... I everybody, think I've got one. I'll, everybody bet, I'll bet it's a short-circuit issue of some kind now. What do you bet? No,
2: but no, everybody has, has
1: an electric blanket, but you... I haven't seen an electric blanket in 40 or 50 years. Holy... Go... That Next time you're into Walmart
2: I, or Kroger, I or haven't seen places. an
1: electric blanket since the early 70s. Open your eyes. Well, I should sure start it. looking, I guess, yeah. probably. Uh,
2: <laughs> you know you're getting older when friends with benefits means having someone who can drive at night.
1: Well, that's me, baby. That's right, ladies. And by the way, that's not a big thing for me. So, you know, I'm available. You can still have a free it, huh? place to live. Room and board's absolutely free. I'll drive you around, too. That's it. You don't pay for anything. No, I'm just saying. Oh, oh God! Oh, you could have written a note or something. Flounder's funny. So what do you got here, Flounder? I know
3: what you forget is you forget kids can be mean, and they can be mean in very vulnerable moments. I get really carsick. The last time that I got carsick in front of my kids, not only were they not supportive,
6: they were mocking me.
3: <laughs> they were doing impersonations of me puking as I was still actively puking, <laughs> just in the back of the car. I'm dead. Look at me! You look at me in the eyes! You need to know that if everyone in this family, your mom is the only one that I picked.
5: But I can feel that split the room a little bit. Because some of you are offended, and the rest you are like, I need to write that down. That is amazing. Who <laughs> is that
1: again? that our old buddy? Yes, that's Dustin Nickerson. Nickerson, yeah, we like that guy. He does great family stuff. I mean, it's funny as hell, and it's all just, you know, above board family stuff. Uh, uh, good for him. Good for him. I'm happy. I, I, I wish he was more famous. I, I, I've never, I never heard of him until his name until. Uh, he's like name. Ray Mo- Romano. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say that. You think Ray Romano is as good as this guy? Well, he's more famous. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, by the way, uh, Elon Musk is now part of a huge campaign for a diaper company. A company called Every Life has kicked off its Make More Babies campaign in the Big Apple and they have a big billboard campaign and they it's uh, like with well, these uh, moving billboards and so forth. The ad runs 30 minutes straight, regular appearances and so forth. The billboard is a video uh, uh, calling uh, population control ideologies wrong and saying as much as uh, Elon Musk is uh, quoted saying having children is saving the world Elon Musk has made that famous and their make more babies campaign is because of Elon Musk and are doing it uh, rally takes place uh, uh, the anniversary every year and the rally's coming up this weekend of the uh, what's it the everyday life of March for life coming up this weekend so there you go. Anyway, uh, God bless America. Hoorah, Semper Fi. It's all to the camera. Gotta go, you're killing me. Pete Davis and Flounder. Like they say, inflation's so bad now that a picture's only worth 200 words. It's a damn scandal. It's, uh, it's coming up at 6 o'clock. Hoorah, look out, I gotta go, you're killing me. <laughs> it used to be 1,000, you know, oh. 200. Inflation, never mind. Oh, oh God, you're yeah. God. <laughs> I'm right. I-